fresh horror in the last remaining refuge for Palestinians in Gaza. Israeli bombs raining down on Rafah. President Biden offering his sharpest criticism of Israel yet. The conduct of the response in Gaza, in the Gaza Strip, has been um, over the top. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu ordering civilians to evacuate Rafah, where more than one million Palestinians were told to flee for safety. The U.S. and Germany are united in continuing support for Ukraine against Russia. That was the message as the nation's leader met with President Biden at the White House. Germany's Chancellor Olaf Scholz saying without the EU and U.S. support, Ukraine will have not a chance to defend its own country. President Biden pushing his own Congress to make sure that happens. How much is it stakes? I better step on. U.S. Senate now working on that Ukraine-Israel-Taiwan funding minus their failed border bill. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. Kickoff in Vegas. The hours are counting down to Super Bowl 58. ABC's Alex Stone is outside Allegiant Stadium with the expectations ahead of tomorrow's matchup between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Vegas oddsmakers here have the game as being close, but the 49ers with a bit of an advantage. San Francisco head coach Kyle Shanahan saying the team is strong heading into tomorrow. I think it's going to be a real tight game this week. we got two really good teams, and we'll see how it unfolds, but I like our chances. Both teams are now done with practices. They have a pretty light day today heading into Super Bowl Sunday. Alex Stone, ABC Sports, Las Vegas. A new record on Wall Street, the S&P 500 index friday surpassing 5000 for the first time you're listening to abc news valentine's day is here this year give the ultimate gift name a star after your sweetheart this is rocky moselle with international star registry for 45 years we've named millions of stars for celebrities dignitaries and individuals worldwide for $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can give the most memorable gift. The star your name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333. Valentine's Day is here. This year, give the ultimate gift. Name a star after your sweetheart. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For 45 years, we've named millions of stars for celebrities, dignitaries, and individuals worldwide. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can give the most memorable gift. The star your name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333. Former President Trump is vowing to protect the right to bear arms. Last night addressing the National Rifle Association Great American Outdoor Show in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Thrilled to be back with the hardworking, God-fearing, true American patriots of the NRA. Right from the beginning. The appearance comes ahead of the South Carolina Republican primary on the 24th. Protests are growing amongst farmers in Europe. Politicians in Poland calling on the European Union's Commissioner for Agriculture to resign as farmers continue to block roads across a number of EU countries, protesting low wages along with EU regulations and bureaucracy. In Poland, farmers are launching a month-long general strike and even blocking border crossings with Ukraine. Similar protests are ongoing in Spain for a fourth straight day. Others have emerged in France, Belgium, Portugal, Greece, and Germany. In Esdalekwatera, ABC News. At the foreign desk. Two separate earthquakes felt in different parts of the Pacific Ocean. Hawaii's Big Island rattled by a magnitude 5.7 earthquake a few hours later. A preliminary magnitude 4.6 earthquake struck the Southern California coast near Malibu. Seismologist Dr. Lucy Jones. I would expect a pretty 
it, only minor damage at best. 5.7 isn't that large, and everybody's at least uh, 20 miles away from it because it's 20 miles down. As for the California quake, residents all along the Los Angeles area said they felt the shake. Dave Packer, ABC News. Getting your biggest tax refund from Jackson Hewitt can lead to some spirited reactions. Jackson yeah. Jackson Hewitt is so sure that you'll get your biggest refund that if they don't, you get your money back plus a hundred bucks. Jackson yeah. And Jackson Hewitt also guarantees the accuracy of your return for life. Yeah. So don't just sit there. For your biggest refund guaranteed, walk into a Jackson Hewitt today and dance out Jackson yeah. The Voice, 830 WEEU Weather. Here is the exclusive three-day AccuWeather forecast. Cloudy and warm today. An afternoon shower in spots are high today at 60. Evening shower in the area tonight, otherwise partly cloudy, low 44. Sun and clouds, a mild day tomorrow, the high 51. Cloudy with some rain on Monday. Snow by nightfall, up to an inch, the high Monday, 52. This is Steve Williams reporting for News Talk 830 WEEU. The voice of Burks and beyond. 830 WEEU Reading. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. This hour, Kim Sill. Actress Kim Sill, she she was just on, what, six months ago? Yeah, about six months ago. And mm-hmm. she's the one that went undercover in the uh, puppy mills with a camera and that viral, oh no, the movie called, what, Saved in America? Mm-hmm. She, she created that movie. Now she's up to something completely different. I'm sure it's genius and brilliant. She's but a big activist. She yes, is. She, she really is. And she's not just, she doesn't just talk the talk. Yeah. She walks the walk. She right. really does. She's yeah. hands in, uh, really gets involved in everything mm-hmm. that she does. Uh, and also genius is our Lori Brooks working in, so hard in the newsroom, always here before we ever get here, finding the news that you need to know about or want to know about. What do you have this hour? Well, I was surfing around on the Internet, and uh, one of my favorite sites is the Cornell University Veterinary Medicine School. <laughs> and uh, they had a blog posting about what is the big deal about white cats with blue eyes because the public keeps getting uh, confused on what exactly – is, you know, maybe the handicap that these cats have. Doesn't that mean they're blind? Mm Mm-mm. Okay. You're adding to the confusion there. Yes, you are. You're part of the problem, Hal. (laughs) Be part of the solution. That's it. Okay, well, we'll find find out what that all means in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Let's hit the phones. Well, hi, Maureen. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? Reading, Pennsylvania. Well, how can we help you? I have the sweetest little girl... Um, she's five years old, and she started eating at my rug. She's and eating I your rug? I don't know how to stop her. Pardon me? You said she's eating your rug? She's eating at a brand-new rug. Yes, that's okay. what I said. Yes. yes. Okay. All right. Is it a throw rug or like a uh, wall-to-wall carpeting? It's a um, it's an area rug, doctor, yes. Okay, it's an area rug. Okay. And yes. how how old is she? She's five, and, and she's five. I she, she, yeah, and she used to do this to my bathroom rug. So I close the bathroom door every day when I go to go to work, and now I bought a brand new rug that has wool in it, and I come home every night, and there's pieces of the rug that are pulled up. I think she's doing it with her feet, and then my, mm-hmm. maybe with her mouth. 
Okay. All right. Well, there's several parts of the solution that we need to look at when we have a dog that's chewing at rugs, uh, particularly area rugs, because a lot of times there's uh, the number one thing is opportunity. If a dog has the opportunity to um, find these things, and we know they have a tendency to get into this kind of trouble, um, that's the first thing is uh, ways that we can help to limit their access, like shutting the bathroom door, um, are, are very important. Um, because the more she does that behavior, it actually is kind of self-rewarding. There's there's enjoyment that she finds from that. Um, okay. So that's that's one thing. So um, physical blocking of the areas. Um, a large dog, you may not have as much luck with doggy gates. But the the other yeah. steps are really going to be training related. So for me, I okay. would look at um, you have a herding breed <laughs> that is um, high energy. So a lot of times this becomes out of a boredom activity. Um, so really amping up the physical exercise can do so much to decrease destructive tendencies in our dogs. And it's kind of like, you know, if, if you imagine a bunch of teenagers sitting around, what can we get into? We're gonna, you know, let, let's go throw rocks at the wall, you know, or at the windows. You know, they have a lot of energy. They want to do something. And if we don't give them a direction, put them in sports or something like that, they're going to look for something to do. And our dogs are the same way. You know, a lot of people okay. make fun that dogs aren't children, but a lot of ways they are. So finding an opportunity for her to get some kind of ex exercise. So getting her out playing frisbee, um, if she likes to do herding things, she can get into agility, um, you know, going out to dog parks or doggy daycare, ways to burn down that energy candle and um, you'll have a, a better success in dealing with something like a home destructive problem. The okay. third thing that I really look at is really at um, redirecting that behavior. And this kind of goes along with boredom, too, because dogs want to chew. It's a natural instinct. It's something they're going to do. We just got to give them the right tools and the right outlet for that. So I like okay. looking at a lot of the, you know, if you've got a medium or large-sized dog, we have to be, get creative and find large, safe toys um, that we can put, uh, like the doggy cheese. We can take peanut butter in, the little, like, Kong-style toys, and you can put them in the freezer and then pull those exactly. out, and that gives a, a, her something to work on, something to kind of have an oral fixation, if you will, um, so that she okay. can gnaw and chew on those kind of things. Um, I think that three-pronged approach, you'll have a lot more success at dealing with this. The other side of things would be um, giving some uh, correction if you're catching her in the act, and that can only be done if you're catching her at the act, and that would be done um, appropriately with giving her an outlet immediately afterwards. So, you know, you see her gnawing on the rug, you give her a, a verbal no, hey, look at this, this is great, and then you make a big deal out of, you know, the toy or the chew item that you provide for her and giving her um, okay. a lot of reward when she does um, chew on that and, and plays with it in that way. So, okay. um, but, but yeah, I think okay. you do need to, whether it's pulling the rug up or making sure you can control her access to that area rug it is going to be very important or you're going to find yourself beating your head against the wall. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. I thank you. Hey, thanks for All your right, call. My pleasure. Don't forget you can ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Oh, and I wanted to tell you that uh, Dr. Debbie's books, if, if you happen to have a Yorkshire Terrier, a Shih Tzu, a Pug, or a Mini Schnauzer, if you haven't checked out her books yet come on how to be your dog's best friend their kindle books over at amazon and we have links over at animalradio.com good reads for you for dr debbie we have billy on the phone hi billy hi how are, how you? are you i'm good how are you today good what's going on thanks for taking my call i'm calling regarding two uh little teacup chihuahuas that i adopted back in june uh they got all the vaccinations and i noticed 
now they have a spot on uh, each of their hind legs, exact same spot, and it's bald with no hair. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm really concerned. My vet says it looks like it's a reaction from the vaccination. I don't believe they've had any shots. They were in pretty poor condition. And um, I just want some reassurance, hoping that, you know, is this common or will mm-hmm. the hair grow it- back? Or are they going to turn completely bald or... Yeah. yeah, And Billy, I would have to tell you, I, I don't often say this, but being from Vegas, you know, I will say I will bet my money on this. Okay. <laughs> that- that uh-huh. I will agree with your veterinarian that what you're describing certainly sounds like a localized vaccine reaction, and it's for a couple mm-hmm. reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the, when we give vaccinations in dogs, the protocol for most veterinary offices is we keep track of where those are given, and we try to give mm-hmm. them in a standardized location. Mm-hmm. And the right rear leg is kind of the unofficial location of where we give the rabies vaccination. Mm-hmm. And um, I do find that some of the short hair dogs, uh, so mm-hmm. chihuahuas being one of those, uh, sometimes mm-hmm. pit bulls, um, min pins, things like that, um, they sometimes have um, a more notable vaccine reaction in this area. And maybe it's because their hair is really thin and we notice it and they're not a real furry dog. Right. Um, but it, it is a what we term a localized vaccine reaction. And it's usually doesn't appear necessarily right away after a vaccine. It can happen weeks. Yeah. I've even seen it monthly. So some dogs will have a little lump right at the site where the injection's given, and that's not unusual. That's pretty typical. And what happens right. after any vaccine is the body forms an immune reaction to it, and that's normal. But mm. there are some pets where there's they just go awry, and something either in the vaccine or within their own body just doesn't sit well with it. And they'll mm-hmm. develop um, sometimes a little redness, hair loss, mm-hmm. and then eventually it's just kind of smooth, and there's just it looks quiet. There's nothing going on there. Right. Exactly. So, That's exactly how it looks. And they do uh-huh. have, um, like I said, there's a little scar tissue. She can fill it underneath the skin. Yep. Yep. And so... It, it is just cosmetic at this point. So it really is nothing at this point that um, is going to pose a risk to them. But um, okay. so the hair is not going to grow back. And uh, I have had an occasional client that asks me to do a little what we call a scar revision um, if they're bothered by the aesthetics of it. And we can just, mm-hmm. you know, treat it like a tumor and remove that area skin. But really, it's not necessary. So. Oh, okay. Okay, so, well, yeah. I just wanted to make sure they weren't going to go completely bald. <laughs> no, no. You know, but I they will... seem happy. You know, their activity is the same. It's just, you know, one, right away, I noticed, you know, thin uh, hair. The hair was very thin. And then a month or so later, the other dog, that's when I really was concerned. I thought maybe they have uh, ringworm something. Mm-hmm. And they've had tests, blood work, skin scrapings, everything. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, you know, just to be certain that it's not mice or some, something else. Exactly. And, and there are sometimes, I, I do feel that we see this sometimes um, between a dog and maybe particular vaccines, different brands of vaccines, we might see it more often. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and over the almost 20 years I've been practicing, I wouldn't say in the past mm-hmm. years, um, I saw more of this than I do now. And we've kind of modified what companies and what brands we use. And, and I'm very comfortable where we're at right now. But um, if we knew what vaccine they had and what brand or manufacturer, we might try to avoid that because mm-hmm. it would be the potential that this could happen again. Right. Um, so just keep that in mind. And it might be well worth it if your veterinarian offers you different options, either a recombinant vaccine, vaccine which is kind of a, um, a little bit more advanced type vaccine, um, or some other types that, uh, you know, 
it might be a, a better choice for your baby so this doesn't happen. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you. I feel okay. so much better. Well, good. And give those babies a good pat on the head for us. I will. Thank you so much. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Wondering if your dog or cat is stressed out? A Japanese company has developed a patch that purports to measure the stress levels of dogs and cats by detecting excessive sweat secretion. The patch is applied to the center pad of the animal's paw and changes color depending on how sweaty the pet is. The company, which makes a similar patch for humans, says it worked with researchers at Toyama University to study the sweat patterns of dogs and cats, which secrete sweat from their paws. Is it just me, or does this sound a lot like a mood ring? I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Check out Animal Radio highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. How would you like to get a free smartphone? If you own a smartphone, listen to this incredible offer that's almost too good to be true. Right now, you can switch your plan and get service with us for as little as $2 a day. Guaranteed for life. Plus, get a free smartphone every year. Call the free smartphone hotline now and we'll move your number from your existing service. Think of your savings. So don't wait. Switch your plan, save money, plus get a free smartphone every year. Call the free smartphone hotline right now we guarantee you're gonna love our service if you don't like what we say you can hang up on us but you won't right now you can switch your plan and get service with us for as little as two dollars a day guaranteed for life call the free smartphone hotline right now 800-475-3351 800-475-3351 that's 800-475-3351 do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting Primatine Mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. Imagine a world where animals and humans coexist in harmony, where wild animals thrive, habitats are protected, and marginalized communities are empowered. At International Animal Rescue, this is our vision. Our holistic, community-led projects not only rescue animals, but also protect and replenish precious habitats, creating a better future for us all. But we can't do this without you. Show your support now and help keep the wild, wild. Visit internationalanimalrescue.org. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. 
My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Can't see as well as you used to? Changes in vision can mean a simple prescription adjustment or the onset of a disease. Don't delay and risk your eye health. Berkside Physicians and Surgeons highly skilled doctors offer compassionate care and state-of-the-art treatment. Specializing in cataracts, glaucoma, retina, and cornea care, as well as dry eye, Burke's Eye helps patients every day to improve their vision and eye health. Comprehensive eye exams are also available. Burke's Eye is located on Paper Mill Road in Wyomissing next to the Hampton Inn. Schedule online or find out more about Burke's Eye at burkeseye.com or call 610 Three seven two zero seven one two. Take the chill off with a cup of Chef Tim's award-winning chili. You'll be bringing hope and warmth to the community because Blankets of Hope will provide blankets and beds for those in need with chili purchased on Friday and Saturday, February 9th and 10th at the Shillington Market. Chili in cups and quarts are being sold by the Governor Mifflin Business Students for Blankets of Hope. So come pick up some chili at the Shillington Market, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. on February 9th and 10th at 10 South Summit Avenue in Shillington. Chester Perfetto Insurance Agency is expanding to the Lehigh Valley. We are the insurance experts in Berks County since 1971. Medicare, health, financial planning, auto, home, business, and travel insurance. Our second location is located at 1275 Glenlivet Drive in Allentown. Contact us today for a no-cost quote or consultation, 610-678-0373 and perfettoinsurance.com. Take the chill off with a cup of Chef Tim's award-winning chili. You'll be bringing hope and warmth to the community because Blankets of Hope will provide blankets and beds for someone in need. Thanks to the chili sale Saturday, February 10th. Stop by one of Redner's Market's nine main store locations in Berks County on February 10th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. to take home Chef Tim's Chili in quarts or pre-ordered party trays. Looking forward to seeing you at the market starting Saturday, February 10th. I'm Beth Stern on Animal Radio and Adopt from Your Local Shelter. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio. Just a whole bunch of uh, crazy animal lovers is what you've tuned in. Uh, hopefully you're one, too. I can tell you we just got off the phone with uh, Judy Guth. We talked to her last year. She was the landlord that only accepts animals at her place. In you her, got, you got to have a rental, pet. In her apartment in, building. In her, in her complex. Yes. She, she has a complex there. And if you don't have an animal, you're not allowed in. Yep. And if you don't have an animal sh- and you want one, she'll take, take you, you to, to go shelter, get one. Get an animal. I, I love, love that. That is yeah. so cool. <laughs> yeah. In just a few minutes, we're going to be visiting with Kim Sill, actress Kim Sill, with the uh, Shelter Hope Pet Shop and another genius idea she has. So stick around for that. Lori Brooks, what do you have coming up this hour? Well, you know, you were just talking about how difficult it is, you know, when it comes to having a pet and then finding a place to rent. It's nearly impossible. But one of the biggest cities in the country is now taking action with landlords to turn that around. I heard about that. 
I heard about yeah, that. They they want to make it mandatory in the city. I, I they're talking about they, they've got quite a few things on the burner that they're considering. But I'll also tell you about another city in the country that's a big big city that is totally the opposite, where more than ninety percent of places that are available you are allowed to have a pet. So yeah. if you're lucky, you'll live there. That is one of the biggest problems we hear about is oh, people yeah. just un- unfriendly landlords, and I can understand. Having been a landlord, I know what animals can do to a place, but I also know that if you can make a place comfortable for somebody where they have their animals, they'll stay there longer. They'll, they'll be better tenants. Yep. Right. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Well, that's on the way with Lori Brooks in just a few minutes. Let's go to line four where we have Dean on the phone. Hi, Dean. Hello. How are you doing? Good. What's going on in your world? Um, I have two Siberian Huskies. One's an um, eight-month-year-old and one's a year and eight month year old and the eight month year old she just went into heat about i'd say about maybe two weeks ago and mm-hmm. um the one and a half one and eight month year old is just going crazy he's and a boy i take it what's that he's a boy yes he's a boy and the eight eight month old is a girl okay and, and they're and, not and he's not neutered then huh no they're both not neutered i'm, I'm gonna breed them um when she gets of age um, I, I asked the vet already, and she said it was too, it, it was kind of too early for her to um, have puppies because she might not show interest in the in the puppies if she has them. So I've been trying to keep them away, but the one in the eight month year old is just driving me nuts. And oh, yeah. I was just wondering yeah. if there's anything that I can um, give them to settle him down. Well. <laughs> Don't don't underestimate the call of the wild here. <laughs> That's going to be the, the honest truth here. Um, yeah. And having a unneutered male in the house or in the vicinity of an intact female is, um, in many cases, it's torture. Um, I've had um, dogs that board that will not eat the whole time they are in the same building as a female in heat. They can That's really just get that stressed out and really get them worked up. So if I can't talk you into spaying this girl, because that will be the best thing I could recommend for her sake um, to yeah. help prevent reproductive problems and cancers, I would say is that you get another two whole weeks at least of kind of dealing with this. Um, cool. And I have found that sedatives can be used, but they don't typically help. Um, because they're still kind of, they're still sensing those hormones and they're still going to react. Uh, it may make him a little bit quieter and may kind of slow down some of his intentions, but it's, it's oh. not going to stop his uh, responses. So okay. for many cases, I'll actually do a physical separation. So uh, call your, your aunt, your grandma, your brother and say, hey, can I put my, do- my male dog up at your house for another couple weeks? That would yeah. be the kindest thing I could say for both. And it'd be the, the truest way to make sure you don't get an accidental braiding. Um, oh, okay. there, there are dogs that will open doors to get to the female in heat on the other side. So um, <laughs> yeah, be cautious. I, I work at night, and I have uh, a fence all around my property, and it's like eight foot high. And he's been jumping over the fence, mm-hmm. and I've been getting calls at my work at night. I work on the freeways as a construction worker at night. And they call me and say, hey, your dog got out. A uh, neighbor brought, her back, brought him back. I'm like, oh, no, man. So it's just been driving me crazy. But um, yeah. it, it's not bad for his heart to be in, in so, so much stress every every day, every um, minute of the, the day. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think the best thing would be to get him out of that environment. You know, oh, okay. can you keep him in the same house? Yeah, you probably can. Is it going to cause him a lot of stress? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I don't think that sedatives are going to really stop that. So, oh, okay. um, 
Yeah. And, and I definitely agree with your veterinarian's, you know, recommendation to not want to breed her. She's still a baby. You know, she, she's really just a little teenager right now. So um, yeah. for her size and growth, she's still got some growing to do in the next six months. So, so I would agree we wouldn't want to um, allow her to get pregnant at this time in the game. Yeah. Would it, would it harm her if she happened to, um, to, uh, to mate? Well, I mean, we definitely know that we can have uh, less uh, maternal responses. We can yeah. sometimes have lower um, litter sizes. So okay. it's really not in her best interest. And I would yeah. say I would do everything you can to get this girl spayed. Ooh, I mean, um, to get her to not be pregnant at this time in the game. <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking about spading her maybe after maybe two litters. But um, how, how would that go on her being such a, um, being an older dog to get spayed? Would that hurt her at all? No, I mean, there's not there's not a dog that's too old to get spayed just based on age alone. Now, oh, okay. health conditions and things like that are, you know, are certainly a concern in maybe in an older age pet. But we just spayed a dog that was 10, 11 years old uh, the other oh. day. And um, there's still a lot of health benefits from doing that at any um, point in the game. Um, yeah. But we prefer to do it before they get older, before they go through those heat cycles to minimize the risk of breast cancer, uterine cancer, ovarian cancer, all yeah. that stuff. Okay, so, yeah. Okay, doctor. So, Thank you very much for answering right. my question. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Cheers American Bistro invites you to a night of exquisite food, impeccable service, sultry live music, and a lavish romantic experience located inside the Doubletree by Hilton, Reading. From February 14th through the 17th, you can indulge in the splendor of a Valentine's dinner with a gourmet four-course meal, fine wine, or our feature Valentine's Day cocktail, all for only $75 per person. An unforgettable evening is just a reservation away. Call 610-577-8633 or visit our website, cheersamericanbistro.com. Movies are bigger than ever at the RC Reading Movies 11 and IMAX, home of the only IMAX theater in the Reading area. This week, revisit the original Dune in IMAX. Catch a sneak peek of Dune Part 2 as well. Also opening is Lisa Frankenstein and Disney Pixar's Turning Red. This February, catch Superpower Dogs and get a picture in our photo booth, plus get a free craft bag, courtesy of the Girl Scouts, Saturdays at noon. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest news, sweepstakes, and events. This is Tom Smith. And this is Mary Jo Smith of Thomas Smith Medicare Insurance Services. Will you be Medicare eligible or retiring soon and need Medicare? The process of choosing the right coverage can be very confusing. We are a father-daughter team that can guide you in choosing the proper plan that's specific to your needs. Our office represents all the top-rated programs available in our area, and Medicare is all we do. Call us at 610-779-7724. That's Thomas Smith Medicare Insurance Services in Exeter, where your best interest is our priority. Are you feeling hungry? Then come to Why I'm Missing Bakery and Restaurant for breakfast or lunch. The best bakery and buffet in Berks County with fresh fried chicken to homemade donuts, they got you covered. And you can even order off the menu. Everything is fresh, never frozen, and always homemade from scratch. The Why I'm Missing Restaurant and Bakery is open daily from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. For the full menu and specials, go to whyimmissingrestaurantandbakery.com. Get your feast on today, located at 1245 Penn Avenue in Why I'm Missing. The Voice, 830 WEEU Weather. 
Here is the exclusive three-day AccuWeather forecast. Cloudy and warm today. An afternoon shower in spots are high today at 60. Evening shower in the area tonight, otherwise partly cloudy, low 44. Sun and clouds, a mild day tomorrow, the high 51. Cloudy with some rain on Monday. Snow by nightfall, up to an inch, the high Monday, 52. This is Steve Williams reporting for News Talk 830 WEEU. The Voice of Burks and Beyond, 830 WEEU Ready. The Voice 830 WEEU. Want to get your hands on the next big thing? At Verizon, new and existing customers can trade in their old Samsung phone, any model, in any condition, and get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with select unlimited plans. A better plan to save is Verizon. $999.99 device payment or a full retail purchase with new or upgrade smartphone line on unlimited ultimate or select 5G unlimited plan required. Less $1,000 trade-in slash promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends if eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% APR. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere. From dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke, an asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting Primatine Mist. Clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. Imagine a world where animals and humans coexist in harmony, where wild animals thrive, habitats are protected, and marginalized communities are empowered. At International Animal Rescue, this is our vision. Our holistic, community-led projects not only rescue animals, but also protect and replenish precious habitats, creating a better future for us all. But we can't do this without you. Show your support now and help keep the wild, wild. Visit internationalanimalrescue.org. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Brian Dottillo. I play Lucas Roberts on Days of Our Lives. You're listening to Animal Radio. And please don't forget to have your pets spayed or neutered. That's my favorite saying from Bob Barker, by the way. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Lori Brooks. Have you ever had to search for a home or an apartment to rent that would allow you to have a pet? Yeah, it is nearly impossible to find almost everywhere, including Los Angeles, where 62% of the rental units do not accept any pets. Now, the L.A. City Council has voted to make some changes in hopes of making landlords more open to accepting pets in their properties, with the eventual goal of reducing the number of animals who live in shelters. The goal is to reduce the number of animals living in those kill shelters, which is dramatically high, especially in Los Angeles for a no-kill city. But check out this amazing comparison, will you? Where 62% of Los Angeles rental properties refuse animals altogether, 98% of properties in Denver, they accept cats, and 93% accept small dogs. 
So yay for Denver. Because of a constant confusion, the veterinary college at Cornell University wants to set the record straight on pure white cats that have blue eyes. Seems a lot of people think the white cats, you know, because we're talking about the blue eyes, they think that the white cats are blind or are more likely to go blind. But that is not the case. The white cats with blue eyes are actually more likely to be deaf. They say, here are the facts. Not all white cats with blue eyes are even born deaf, but some of them are, according to research, which has shown that between 65 and 85 percent of pure white cats with both blue eyes are hearing impaired. Now, that drops to 40 percent if the cat has one blue eye and then to 17 percent if the cat is pure white but does not have blue eyes. But you should note, they say deaf cats are happy and healthy, though they should be kept indoors and keep them out of situations where their safety depends on their ability to pick up auditory cues. While most cats hate winter weather as much as some of us do, and one cat in the country of Serbia decided to take action and then found his way into, of all things, the warmth of a stuffed animal claw game vending machine as he tried to escape the two degree below zero temperatures outside. The cat was actually quite content with his new warm surroundings and comfy bed until, that is, police and fire crews were able to get him safely out of the machine. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Hi, this is Prince Lorenzo Borghese on Animal Radio. Please remember to stay near to your animals. This is Animal Radio. You know, I've been taking yoga, and I don't know how these women do it. I am so freaking sore. (laughs) 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 Got to stretch beforehand. You know, you should uh, do yoga with your cats. Or your dog. Really? Every morning, it relaxes me. That's why I'm so relaxed when I come in. (laughs) The yoga studio, don't let my dogs in. Hey, you know who we have on the phone? We have uh, actress Kim Sill. She was here about six months ago. We were talking about this film that she did. She went undercover into puppy mills. And she's back now with the Shelter Hope Pet Shop. This is really cool. They have these, uh, like, adoption areas inside of malls, which I think is, like, the latest thing. It's a great way to adopt out animals. Hi, Kim. Hi. How are you guys doing? Very good. What are you up to lately? Well, like you just said, we are creating Shelter Hope Pet Shops in a mall in America near you. We have three locations now, and we've saved 2,000 death row dogs in these in these locations. One's in Sacramento, yes. one's in Santa Clarita, and the one that I operate is in Thousand Oaks. Okay, so where do these animals come from that you find in the, in the uh, Shelter Hope Pet Shop? Okay, primarily the ones in Thousand Oaks come from the uh, Los Angeles area, San Bernardino, DeVore, Pomona. Uh, The Santa Clarita shop focuses on the Castaic area and the Lancaster area. Now, are they shelters in these areas that they come from? Yes. And they're death row animals? Yes. I love that. Yeah, those are some of the worst shelters. Yeah, we, we, we try to pull the ones that are at risk. We the, the whole purpose of Shelter Hope is to actually help animals get shown that would otherwise, you know, a lot of people don't want to go to the shelter. It's a sad place. So uh, we move them out of there, move them into malls where people are either going there to see a movie, they're happy, they're shopping, uh-huh. and all of a sudden they stumble upon these cute dogs looking at them through the window. Genius. Yep, <laughs> yep. So what happens to the ones that don't get adopted that day? Are they there? Are they kept there overnight for any length of time? Yeah. Or? Fortunately, we've been able to partner with boarding facilities in the area. The dogs do not stay at the mall overnight. 
we have fosters, we have people that are willing to volunteer to drive them to the fosters or to drive them to the boarding facilities so that all the dogs get to go home to a warm, comfy bed. Well, you know, this is all happening in Los Angeles, which is great. It's a big city that definitely needs it, but our reach for us is nationwide, and that's, so this, uh, this is a very small percentage of our audience. How do we get these kind of um, adoption <laughs> stores open across the country? As you can hear my dog say, hey, no, it's available across the nation, and it is. Okay. Um, I am willing, through the uh, my nonprofit, which is shelterhopepetshop.org, we are willing to sponsor the first year of insurance and help find a location uh, for anybody across the nation that is a qualified 501c3 and willing to do it the way that we do it. Uh, we consider it a franchise. We gift them the franchise. And then once they're up and running, they can um, either train with us or talk to us on a daily basis. Uh, Both of the stores that I uh, am working with, I'm talking to them three, four times a day. So what kind of animals do you adopt out? Is it just dogs and cats or are there other animals as well? Uh, We started out uh, doing bunnies as well as dogs and cats, but now we just invite the bunny rescues to come in. Um, The cat rescues come in once a month and show their kittens and cats. Um, And then we do dogs, all different types of breeds of dogs, uh, five days a week at my location, uh, seven days a week in the Santa Clarita and Sacramento locations. Mm. Okay. It is uh, an incredibly genius, brilliant idea. And for people that don't understand the concept here, when you go to a shelter to adopt an animal, first of all, you have to go to a, a regular building that's usually located in the most undesirable part of the city because it's usually part of the city government. And you go into these shelters, and it, it becomes incredibly depressing, and many people stay away from the shelters because of this. To put these animals front and center where the people are, it's like an impulse item, but not really an impulse <laughs> I don't want to say that because yeah. I, no animal should ever yeah. be an impulse item. But you're but, there but doing you're something. Right. You are so right. Impulse is a good word because even with a shelter dog, you don't want to adopt it upon impulse. But the nice thing is seeing them in this environment, you don't have to adopt. There's so many other options you can do to help these animals. You can foster them. You can actually drive them to their foster. You can donate an old bed that maybe you're not using anymore. Uh-huh. You can you know, bring in some printer ink for our printer because we have a list of items on our door every day that we are desperately in need of because we don't want to spend the money on those when we can be spending it on a shelter dog, getting them out of the shelter or taking them to the vet to get fixed. Um, We also give back to the community. We provide free microchipping for anybody in the community that needs it. We offer free vaccinations once a month when our vet comes into the shop to vaccinate ours. If you're in need and need that done, we we give back that way. So by giving back, we get a lot. And, um, you know, we didn't intend it to be that way. It's just that so happened how it ended up for us. And and we've been very blessed. Um, The community sustain us. And um, the communities across the nation, I believe, would do the same thing. What if I wasn't planning on adopting a dog, but I fell in love with one and I wasn't prepared? Do you have supplies and stuff that I would need to bring a dog home with? We send everybody home with a kennel. Every dog is leashed, has a harness and a tag and a microchip. We give you all of the bedding that the dog has been familiar with while he's been with us. We give you a bag of food. We give you treats, and we also give you some toys for the dog because we want people to understand what it's like to own a dog and that there's responsibilities attached. We also give you a free vet visit. We give you a free day at doggy day camp. We give you a free uh, training session with the trainer, We and, and we give you a free grooming. Okay, so whatever city you're listening in today and you think this is just a great idea, you'd like to see it in your city, 
uh, you're willing to help shelters get uh, get their act together and put this whole operation in their city. Yes, they can email me. Tell me what you need. Tell me what locations you've seen that might work. We'll, we'll help you get it off the ground. And then it will be yours. It will be a sustainable, your sustainable nonprofit pet shop. Okay, there you go. Awesome. The website is shelterhopepetshop.org. Shelterhopepetshop.org. And, of course, we'll put links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com. Actress Kim Sill joining us. Thank you so much for spending time with us again. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. That lady is doing quite a, quite a lot of great she stuff is. for the yeah. industry. And she's an actress. I don't know where she has time to do it all. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Vinnie Pan, your resident party animal. Welcome to the party animal segment. Uh, right now, I want to get right to it. Something I just kind of want to stop. No matter how hot the girl, no matter how enticing the scenario, the outfit she's wearing, no more baby talk to the dogs. Real turn off over my buddy's house. His sister is smoking hot. But when she came down the stairs in her tight little sweatpants with the word angel across the back, which uh, <laughs> not necessarily true if uh, word on the street is accurate, when she went up and started kissing the dog, you know, I love seeing a dog lover, but when she started saying, Who's my little doggy? Who's my little doggy that loves her? Tell me you love me. Tell me you love me too. All right, well, he's not going to. And when he barks, that doesn't mean he comprehends what you're doing. And the baby talk to the dogs has to stop. Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. How would you like to get a free smartphone? If you own a smartphone, listen to this incredible offer that's almost too good to be true. Right now, you can switch your plan and get service with us for as little as $2 a day. Guaranteed for life. Plus, get a free smartphone every year. Call the free smartphone hotline now and we'll move your number from your existing service. Think of your savings. So don't wait. Switch your plan, save money, plus get a free smartphone every year. Call the free smartphone hotline right now we guarantee you're gonna love our service if you don't like what we say you can hang up on us but you won't right now you can switch your plan and get service with us for as little as two dollars a day guaranteed for life call the free smartphone hotline right now 800-475-3351 800-475-3351 that's 800-475-3351 How would you like to save money on nearly all your prescription drugs? We've set up a special toll-free number for the Rx Outreach Program. They're a nonprofit company whose mission it is to make prescription drugs more affordable to the masses. They don't take insurance, and in many cases, your prescriptions are even cheaper than your co-pays. They carry thousands of different prescription drugs, so whatever you're taking, there's a good chance they have it. No coupons are required, and this is not a discount card. It is pure savings on your prescription drugs. They specialize in generic meds for any chronic health needs you have. Call with your prescription and find out for free how little you can pay for your prescription drugs. Remember, we don't take insurance, so call right now. 800-689-0143. That's 800-689-0143. Do you hear that? 
Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting Primatine Mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine Mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. Imagine a world where animals and humans coexist in harmony, where wild animals thrive, habitats are protected, and marginalized communities are empowered. At International Animal Rescue, this is our vision. Our holistic, community-led projects not only rescue animals, but also protect and replenish precious habitats, creating a better future for us all. But we can't do this without you. Show your support now and help keep the wild, wild. Visit internationalanimalrescue.org. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Want to get your hands on the next big thing? At Verizon, new and existing customers can trade in their old Samsung phone, any model, in any condition, and get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with select unlimited plans. A better plan to save is Verizon. $999.99 device payment or a full retail purchase with new or upgrade smartphone line on unlimited ultimate or select 5G unlimited plan required. Less $1,000 trade-in slash promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends if eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% APR. Hey everybody, this is Brett Michaels, and I just want to say, you, right now, want to take, wait, give me the line again, my brain skipped. Uh, Brett Michaels. I just have one of my brain hemorrhage brain farts. Oh, Go don't ahead, do that, don't that do that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Trust me, it's me. Go okay. ahead. Animal Radio, Brett Michaels and Animal Radio. You got it, I knew the Animal Radio, like, okay, here we go. Hey, this is Brett Michaels, you're listening to Animal Radio, and take care of your pets, they will rock your world. at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. It's Animal Radio, celebrating the connection with our pets. Guys, I have some bad news for you. Valentine's Day. Why is that bad news? <gasps> what? Yeah, what? Jeez. It's not really bad news, <laughs> but if you're like me, you haven't done your shopping yet for Valentine's Day. So you're kind of last minute scrambling, and you're going, what? Oh, thanks, Hal, for reminding me. Because yeah. we forget these kinds of things. But uh, it actually is a, it's a fun holiday when we remember it. Not so much for the pets. They can. There are a lot of actual dangers around Valentine's Day, and in fact, one of the days, uh, like the day after Christmas and the day after Thanksgiving, where veterinarians <laughs> tend to see more animals because they get into trouble. And we have Doc Halligan from the Lucy Pet Foundation with us. Hey, how you doing, Doc? Hi, Hal and Judy. Thanks for having me. So what kind of dangers do we have to deal with around Valentine's Day other than... Uh, Chocolate. Yeah, we know it's going to be yeah. chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows chocolate is bad. We'll right. get that one over with first. Obviously, yeah. uh, well, dark chocolate is the most dangerous, and then milk, and then white. So, 
whenever your pet gets into chocolate, call your vet, see uh, if there's going to be a problem. But just try to avoid the chocolate and put them up where your pet can't get them because they can smell them. And every year, pets get into it, and some animals will actually die from eating, like, the baker's chocolate. Yeah. Um, so people kind of are knowing that. But what people don't realize is, now, how you could go buy your uh, – your loved one a lingerie piece yeah. which is very popular with the women uh-huh. okay and so what happens is people don't understand that especially if the woman has worn it it's very tasty for your pet believe it or <laughs> not i have taken leopard panties out of uh out of dogs so i know firsthand that they will ingest um they will ingest garments like that underwear fancy things i think people don't think in their wildest dream their pet would ever do that but they will yeah because yeah. so, you know they get kind of discarded on the floor yeah correct you know? they just what was and that it smells the, like mom yeah, yeah. dr oh, debbie no. told us the one story about the, the lingerie that she had to remove and it turns out that uh, the lady oh. who brought it the dog in oh uh, lingerie yeah. removed didn't even belong to her Uh-oh. so apparently the old man was having Busted. an affair or something yeah yeah okay so. that's a, the other thing too is um anything uh small enough for your pet to put in their mouth is food for fodder for them okay so they love sparkly things uh i have taken diamond earrings and diamond rings out of pets Uh, so it's they will ingest those things they'll play with them and then they just swallow them so you have to be careful of sparkly things the other thing people don't realize is uh plants plants can be toxic to the point where they can actually die especially lilies uh for Mm, cats okay but um if you you know if you give your loved one a plant or flowers just make sure that they're up high because um it's new and you know animals like to investigate their surroundings and so plants would be part of that also you know i've got my cat would get it if it was up high yeah 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 right yeah because they're just curious like what is that (laughs) that's new something new I got to investigate. Um, also, packaging material. If you're giving your loved one a present um, and it has any type of packaging, yarn, string, that type of stuff, pets will ingest that as well. I know it seems uh, incredible to humans that they will eat non-food objects, but yeah. I, every holiday, especially Valentine's Day, because I don't think a lot of people are talked to about the dangers of this holiday, candles. Um, the other thing, if you have a lit candle, oh, yeah. pets get burned by the candles. Um, the most important thing you can do right now is make sure that your pet has a legible uh, ID tag on it uh, and or microchip because with the added commotion, you're running in and out. Um, pets will, We do see a slight increase in pets over the holidays at the shelters. Okay. Yeah, that's so frustrating. I find lost dogs all the time with no ID on them. It's just frustrating. It's so easy it, to it, put a collar so, with a number or address on it. It really is. It, it is. So, And, you know, the only last thing I want to say, which isn't just for Valentine's Day, but I had a dear friend whose beagle ingested a whole bottle of extra-strength ibuprofen mm. and did not survive. Oh, my. Um, oh, and wow. it was just tragic to follow that story. And so, you know, pets will eat things like that. So just make sure you have... Your medications um, just in an enclosed compartment where pets can't get to them. Okay. There you go. Some Valentine's tips for you. Have a wonderful Valentine's Day. And guys, go out and get 
Get something. Don't forget about it, okay? You still have time. Right. LucyPetFoundation.org is the website. Happy Valentine's Day. Bye. Well, that's all we have time for today. It just just went by so fast again. If you need your fix during the middle of the week, head on over to AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Even better yet. Okay, and then you can listen anytime you want and ask your questions anytime you want. I want to thank Kim Sill for joining us today. We had so much fun with her, and she's doing super work. If you want to learn more about it, head on over to our website at AnimalRadio.com, and you'll find links to everything you heard on today's show. We'll catch you next week for more Animal Radio right here. Have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. In Farfrey Show's Mao. Mao. is Animal Radio Network. The Voice 830 W-E-E-U
voice of Berks and beyond. 830 WEEU ready. It's a bluebird day here in Jack's backyard. So come on in and chat with us a while. It's time for Jack's Backyard on the Voice of Berks County, 8.30 a.m. WEEU. expressed on this show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, ownership, or sponsors of 8.30 a.m. WEEU. And now, here's the host of Jack's Backyard, Jack Holcomb. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good morning and welcome. It is uh, so good to have your company on WEEU, the voice of Berks and beyond, to enjoy another two hours of uplifting adventures with our natural world right here in Jack's backyard. And that's me, Jack, as in uh, Jack Holcomb, along with producer Linda, eagerly awaiting conversations with you on this Saturday morning. And those uh, easy-to-remember phone numbers, 610-374-8800, toll-free, 888-401-0459. What a glorious week you had to uh, get out and enjoy some of nature's offerings. Fingers crossed you will uh, share them with us here in the backyard this morning. As always, I enjoyed your emails plus two letters this week treating me to your birds plus questions and comments about the backyard. Snow geese are still in the fields, but also at Middle Creek as the numbers increase, and we will review those for you as we go along. As always, so much to talk about and learn for the next two hours, and I do do hope that you will contribute with your observations, comments, and questions. That's what we're all about right here in Jack's backyard. Not a bad weather day ahead for a while anyway. Then the precipitation will start. And I did I hear snow in the forecast too? Monday? Well, we won't worry about that on a Saturday morning. We'll just plod along and we'll have that complete weather forecast for you in just a bit right here in the backyard. 
Okay, current events up first, as always, on uh, this program. And I noticed that Middle Creek Wildlife Management Area on Wednesday, February 14th at 6.30 p.m., Dam Removal and River Love Story. Dam Removal and a River Love Story. 6.30 p.m., that's inside at uh, Middle Creek on the 14th. Now, let's see what else is happening about the area. The Burke's Nature, Burke's Nature, Thursday, February 15th, 4 to 5.30 p.m., Tree Connections, Tree Connections. You can uh, drop in and explore the nature all around us and exhibit on Thursday, February 15th, and to participate in a special program focused on trees. And Berks County's Urban Forest is that highly interactive program that you will enjoy. So that will be on the 15th of February, 4 to 5.30 p.m. at Berks Nature. And then on the 16th, that would be next Friday, Science and Sips. (laughs) I like that. Science and Sips. Friday the 16th, 6 p.m., $25 per person, $40 per couple. Fly, buzz, and skitter your way to the nature place for Insects 101, a lecture for any budding entomologist looking to learn more about insect biology, behavior, and classification. So that's on February 16th at 6 o'clock. And then on the 17th, a week from today, the Nature Explorers Program, a full-day drop-off program. From 9 to 3, $60 per person. You can drop your kids off at the Nature Place for a full day of exploring Angelica Creek Park. Scientific experiments and other hands-on activities perfect for the curious adventure seeker, nature adventure seeker. So that's on the 17th, and that will be an all-day program, 9 to 3. And if you want to find out more, get more details, just go to berksnature.org, berksnature.org. Hawk Mountain Sanctuary is uh, currently sponsoring uh, a winter artisan series. And next Saturday, the 17th, from 10 to 4, Traditional Hooked Rug Coasters Workshop. Learn about the traditional art of hand-hooked rugs and then create four sweet songbird coasters of your very own. You have to register, of course. The cost for that is $120. And to register, go to hawkmountain.org, hawkmountain.org. You can also find the complete list of their artisan series there as well. Well, let's see, the Baird Ornithological Club on February 18th. That would be a week from tomorrow, February 18th, a week from tomorrow. They'll be taking a look at the Brenneman Quarry, Introduction to Wintering Waterfowl, and that will be at 1 o'clock. You can learn to identify ducks and geese that winter in Berks County at this easily accessible site, Experienced birders with scopes will be there to help you get some really good looks. You park at Cacoosing Meadows Park on Reedy Road at the end closest to the Evans Hill Road. Uh, Snowy or icy conditions may limit access to the parking lot. So 
Linda Ingram and Rudy Keller will be leading that next, that's a week from tomorrow, February 18th, and that will be at 1 o'clock, an introduction to wintering waterfowl. And again, you will meet at the uh, park at uh, Kakuzing Meadows Park on Reedy Road, closest to Evans Hill Road. Well, let's continue here. The Berks Community Strollers next week, next Saturday, a week from today, they'll be doing the Union Meadows Loop Trail. You can meet at 10 o'clock on 100 Campbell Ford Road in Douglasville. That's behind the Fork and Ale restaurant. So that will be at 10 o'clock next Saturday, Union Meadows Loop Trail. Meet at 100 Campbell Four Road in Douglasville. That's behind Fork and Ale. So that's next Saturday. And let's see. On Sunday, February 18th, a week from tomorrow, the Quidapahela Audubon Society will have a field trip at the Union Canal Tunnel Park. This will be for the observation of flora and fauna, including data collected for the 27th Annual Great Backyard Bird Count. You can meet at 2 o'clock at the park's 25th Street parking lot. So that will be next Sunday, a week from tomorrow. Meet at 2 p.m. at the uh, parks. That's the uh, Union Canal Tunnel Park. Meet at the parking lot. And that will be at 2 in the afternoon. Carbon County Environmental Education Center. Their bird box sale continues all month long. Boxes and kits for bluebirds, wrens, tree swallows, and other birds are available for purchase all month long, ranging in price from $15 to $25. And then also Yarn Tuesdays, every Tuesday in February and March, 6 to 7.30 p.m., participants can come to learn to knit or crochet with all materials supplied or bring your own project and enjoy the company of fellow crafters. $15 requested for that. Next Saturday, February 17th, Carbon County Environmental Education Center, Get a Grip, 10 o'clock next Saturday morning. Some fun and challenging tasks show how thumbs set humans apart from other animals. Participants will compare their limbs and figures to those of other mammals and birds. No fee for that, and it's available for all ages next Saturday at 10 o'clock. And that, my friends, will bring us up to date on current events as I have them before me on this uh, Saturday morning. We're looking at the 10th day of February already. If your organization has any nature event planned, share it with us so we can share it with the others. And the best way to do that is through my email at jkhbird at aol.com. jkhbird at aol.com. If you don't have a computer or know someone who has, you can put the uh, information on a postcard, put it in a letter, and send it to Jack's Backyard, WEEU 34 North 4th Street, Reading, Pennsylvania, 19601. Jack's Backyard, WEEU 34 North 4th Street, Reading, Pennsylvania, 19601. 
and I'd like the information one week, certainly two weeks in advance, would be most helpful. And uh, I thank you for your kind cooperation. Our telephone numbers, you forgot them already? 610-374-8800, out of the area, toll-free, 888-401-0459. That's 610-374-8800 or 888-401-0459. Those are the magic numbers to uh, keep in mind. And uh, let's see here, do we... I press this button, and I say good morning to Dutch down there in Appomattox, Virginia. Good morning, dear friend. How are you this kind morning? I'm just loving it. Sitting in the barn with my mare and my Doberman, listening to the bluebirds sing, watching the juncos hop around, and listening to the crows tell them all where to be. (laughs) (laughs) So the bluebirds are singing already for you. Um, Oh, my goodness, two weeks already. Oh, that's great. This, that's... this is the time when we want to really pay particular attention to cleaning our bluebird boxes out. Absolutely, and thanks for mentioning that. It, it's really, really something we want to... We've, we've had, we only have a couple boxes up because it's pretty forested here, but <clears throat> they've been going in and out of the boxes for about two weeks, so we're sitting there chattering and carrying on. Yep. Well, yep. that's, uh, a, that's pleasant sound to hear in the morning. Oh, it is. And this morning, I'm watching my wonderful wife. I'm sitting here watching out the big barn door. We have a lot of... Uh, have you ever stumbled upon any wild elderberry bushes? Uh, if I have, I would need help identifying them. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, uh, the, the domestic elderberries, the berries are really big, but the wild elderberries, they're really tiny. But for years already, Robin's been making elderberry jam and tincture and all that stuff and in the in the in my horse roaming area there's a number of years ago um elderberry bushes started showing up and so she's been harvesting and today she's pruning those bushes back and she's going to transplant a few and i'm just sitting here like a good husband would and watching her do it (laughs) (laughs) i will i refuse to comment on the grounds that it would tend to incriminate me of a doer and I'm more of a watcher. <laughs> well, that's but a it lot. is beautiful down here. Our weather forecast, we're going to be getting that rain, you know, like, but there's no snow in our forecast. It's actually 50, 51 right now. We have, we, we have 40 right now. How about that? Sometimes, sometimes we're exactly the same temperature and then other times, of course, we're like 10 degrees apart. But, yeah. uh, you know, this morning we had a lot of birds that, I don't, I sort of gave up on bird feeders because squirrels moved in so badly here, but um, I scattered cracked corn for the chickens. We have somewhere in the range of 30 or 40 fancy chickens running around to eat the ticks and stuff, keep it you know, keep it nice here. Good. And uh, we scatter cracked corn at a special place. And, boy, the birds, the juncos just love that. Juncos, cardinals, titmice, um, even we sometimes we see uh, a lot of others. I've already seen... Uh, Believe it or not, I've already seen Downey and Harry Woodpeckers down there scratching around in the corn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's food, and they're hungry. They'll eat at just about anything, I think, Dutch. How about it? Um, so it's a beautiful day. I just wanted to call and check in, and and it's been a while since I called, and I 
but we don't miss we don't miss very many Saturdays, Jack. You're you're here pretty pretty near every Saturday. Well, I appreciate that, and it's so good to hear your voice and know that everything is well as you sit and listen to the bluebirds. Yep, and uh, sooner or later there'll be I don't know when the illustrator will get done, but Saturday and the Ten Commandments is she's more than two thirds of the way through it. And then we'll be marketing some on the show again. Oh, very good. Look forward to that, always. You bet. Well, you, you just... Take care and stay, stay in good health. I'll, I will try if you will, Dutch. There you go. Okay, take care. Yep. Bye-bye. This is The Backyard, and it's good to have you along with us uh, today. Did I drop that? I guess I did. Uh, okay. Yes, I did. Okay. I just we have new phones thanks to uh, John Treese, and uh, Linda is doing very well over there producing it and big screen and everything so I can read what you're uh, calling about you read your names it's wonderful so thank you John for uh, for that let's continue and uh, let's say good morning to Carrie Carrie how are you uh oh are you there Carrie. Oh, there you are. Um, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, now, I had foxes down here before. Is it, they just have abundance of foxes, it seems. Would they be having a den around here? Oh, I mean, certainly. Um, yeah, but I'm just seeing a, a, a lot of them. It, it's, it's not driving me crazy, but it kind of is. But again, with Dutch, I've got bluebirds. Good. Now, we don't have a box up, so should I ask my husband to put a box uh, up? He better get it up. Yeah, certainly, certainly this. I would say it, it, certainly before the 1st of March, but you really should. The, okay. the earlier, the better, because I've had emails from people saying that the bluebirds are already checking boxes. Oh, wow. Now, I know um, down by Daniel Boone Homestead, uh, the one gentleman has them. Um, Oh, he has like a horse um, where the horses go out, and he has them. How far apart should they be? Well, a good distance, um, probably 50-plus yards. Oh, wow. Okay, he will have to measure that. Um, But uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, happy birthday to my husband. Uh, He don't want his name mentioned. (laughs) So, uh, and then my son Thomas wanted me to ask you, uh, are you going to be watching the Taylor Bowl? <laughs> and I, <laughs> I like that. I like that. The Taylor Bowl. Yes. The Taylor Swift Bowl. Uh, you know, it's the Super Bowl. But he asked, which team would you? And I said, well, there's no teams that have birds like the Cardinals. So. <laughs> That's right. That's um, right. So we'll just. But anyways. Uh, I also have juncos and flickers. Very now, the good. one tree I have, the flicker just goes up and down the tree. Do you think he is listening for bugs or something in the tree? Well, the flick right now probably because the flickers are ant eaters, so they spend a lot oh, of time okay. they spend a lot of time on the ground. But I don't know how many ants are active right now. Well, that's funny you say that. I've got those little piss ants. And I know why they call them piss ants, because they piss you off. But uh, <laughs> okay. um, enjoy the weekend. Please don't forget to give the birds water, even though we have this rain I and certain. the snow coming. Well, I'd like to see the game in snow, but 
that's not going to happen. In no, well, not LA. in Los. Well, yeah, I, I guess it snows once in a while in Vegas, but I don't think they. It's in the forecast for Sunday. So. Yeah, you, you, you take care. <laughs> Own the money, huh? All right. Stay Have a good weekend, everybody. You too. Bye-bye. This is The Backyard, and I'm glad you're along with us uh, today. 610-374-8800. Out of the area, toll-free, 888-401-0459. And uh, we, we say good morning to another Carrie. Carrie, how are you? Fine, thank you, Jack. Good to hear from you, young lady. You too. I enjoyed the program yesterday when you were on. Oh, well, I didn't the, realize you weren't that long on the radio. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been oh, a while. That's great. Yes. <laughs> I enjoy listening to your program. Thank you. Thank you, Carrie. I want to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day. Well, I wish you the same, certainly. Thank you. And the birdies, too. Yes. <laughs> Everyone, right? Too many birdies here. At the other place, we had a lot of birdies. Oh, so do they feed the birds there where you are? Well, we don't have too many here at all. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And there's that. no bird feeders up. Yeah. Well, at least you appreciate them and enjoy them when when they do show up. Oh, I will. I sure will, Jack. Okay. You have a nice day. You too, Carrie. Good to hear from you again. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Jack. Bye-bye now. All right. There you go. It's... Uh, Two carries in a row. You can't beat that. This is The Backyard, and I'm glad you are along today. Jason, this furnace is struggling again. Should we get someone to fix it or just donate it straight to the museum? Wow. That is a real piece of history right there. Can I be of service? When you don't know what to do, when you're worried your older model furnace might be truly beyond hope, one man will be by your side, fighting for truth, justice, and a few more years of heat. Speaking of history, is archery still a thing? I'm the H.L. Bowman Bowman. And did you know that the furnace technicians at H.L. Bowman have the parts and experience to repair even the most quaintly outdated furnace and have you feeling cozy again in no time? I feel cozy just hearing you say that. Ashley, I'm standing right here. Not in tights, you're not. Visit hlbowman.com. Take the chill off with a cup of Chef Tim's award-winning chili. You'll be bringing hope and warmth to the community because Blankets of Hope will provide blankets and beds for someone in need. Thanks to the chili sale Saturday, February 10th. Visit Humane PA, 1729 North 11th Street in the city of Reading from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. They'll be serving cups and quarts of Chef Tim's regular chili and veggie chili. Remember the date, Saturday, February 10th at Humane, Pennsylvania in the city of Reading. Experiencing a fire flooding, or mold damage often brings feelings of loss, confusion, and displacement. What do you do next? Hi, this is Skip Bell of Service Master Restore. We understand that such events can be traumatic and confusing. Our goal is to have your property restored and your life back to normal quickly and professionally. Service Master Restore will work directly with you to navigate through the insurance claim process. Service Master, Masters of Service, serving the master. Call 610-374-1881. PA 4208. Do you have a loved one who is becoming more forgetful? Are you concerned that their financial obligations are in jeopardy? To ensure their protection, contact attorney Scott Ho. 
Attorney Scott Ho will safeguard your loved one with the Pennsylvania-compliant power of attorney. Call Attorney Scott Ho at 610-374-5841. That's 610-374-5841 or email scott at scottholaw.com. Attorney Scott Ho, voted one of Berks County's top lawyers. High school sports are in full swing here at WEEU, and you still have the chance to advertise for all basketball games on air. Hear Bob McCool and Rich Scarcella on the call every game. Be highlighted as a community sponsor and support your local high school teams through the end of the season. If you're interested in joining our team, contact us via email at sales at 830weeu.com. The Voice, 830 WEEU Weather. Here is the exclusive three-day AccuWeather forecast. Cloudy and warm today. An afternoon shower in spots are high today at 60. Evening shower in the area tonight, otherwise partly cloudy, low 44. Sun and clouds, a mild day tomorrow, the high 51. Cloudy with some rain on Monday. Snow by nightfall, up to an inch, the high Monday, 52. This is Steve Williams reporting for News Talk 830 WEEU. Back to more of your calls on Jack's Backyard, here on The Voice, 8.30 a.m. W.E.E.U. And right now we are at 40 degrees, 40 degrees outside your AccuWeather station. That would be W.E.E.U., the voice of Burks and beyond. And let's go right back to the phones. And uh, let's say good morning to George. George, are you there? Not all there. (laughs) <laughs> I know the feeling. How are you this morning? Finer than peach fuzz. How's your wife's favorite husband doing? Um, I beg pardon? How is your wife's favorite husband? I, I hope I'm all right. I'm up and about anyway. I hope so, too, for your sake. I um, want to recommend a book to you, a little bit belated as it may be, but I think this this particular uh, main part of the subject uh, matter in this book would relate to um, uh, Jack's backyard for all the creatures we see in our backyards. Okay. It is titled Serious Nonsense. Serious Nonsense? Yes, sir. Honestly. It's a book about nature. Uh, Well, specifically, the groundhogs. Groundhog lodges for summoning and the Pennsylvania German heritage, and how um, they celebrate the, the groundhog. Right. And the history of Groundhog Day. The author is um, William W. Donner and Keystone Books. I just think you would, I would, I found it interesting, read it again recently, just got it back yesterday from some Mennonite friends. I would uh, suggest it to you, as you may. Uh, want to learn about uh, Groundhog Lodges and the history of the Groundhog Day. And they're very active here. What's the name again, George? Serious Nonsense. Okay, very good. I'm writing it down. By William W. Donner. Okay, I have that down, and I will, if anybody calls about it, I will uh, do that. And if I get a chance, I will, uh, I will glance at that book. Please do. I think you I, I think you will like it. And you know, I'm moved from that over to uh, William Penn and the founding of Pennsylvania, uh, documentary of history. I um, 
would also uh, like to comment very quickly. I've been hearing uh, one of my favorite birds more actively uh, recently as I stand out in the backyard just to look. I'm hearing the, um, what do you call it, Billiated Woodpecker. Very good. Excellent. Boy, they are, they are very, uh, what is it, boisterous? Boisterous? They, they are very, very loud. Yes, 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 yes. That's the way I should put it. It's a very recognizable uh, call. I can't help but, but laugh at them, you know, about hearing them. Very interesting to hear them um, tapping away at the at the at the the, uh, the trees as well. Sounds like they're sending Morse code. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Have a good day. I'm going back to Scrapple. Take good care. Okay, George. Good to hear from you. This is the backyard. <laughs> I'm glad you're along with us uh, today. Okay, let's see. Uh, this is this is right. It is uh, 8:28. That's the good morning time. And- uh, whoops. Hello. Hello. Bill, are you there? Hello. Yes, I am. Oh, there you are. All right. Very good. <laughs> well, good morning. Good morning. It's I got a little springy today, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. High of 60 degrees. My goodness. Oh, my goodness. Goodness. Well, I had an interesting week of vignettes. So I'll just <laughs> talk about some of the vignettes. All right. Well, last week, you may recall, I was we were sitting in a parking lot talking to you. I was on my way to the winter wellness walk that was sponsored by the Berks County Parks and Recreation, and uh, there had been a screech owl that was, yes. has been seen nesting along the, I mean, resting along the um, Union Canal towpath. And the group indeed did see that screech owl. It must have been the most photographed screech owl in <laughs> and thank you for sharing it. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, there were about I don't know twenty some people there, and they were all very excited to, to see that. And it is. I mean, I don't know if anybody who gets tired of seeing, you know, sleeping screech owls. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, it's, on social media, I've, I've been seeing quite a few photos of sleeping screech owls in nest boxes and things. So. I guess now is the time for screech owls to be napping in the sunlight, so, <laughs> especially now with all these ash trees that are snapped and broken, and yeah. there's lots of little crevices and cavities that screech owls will will uh, sit in, and um, it's worth it to take a look at. You know, as you're walking through the woods, just take a look through, look at all those little broken places and see if there's anything sitting in there. One of the benefits of the the dead trees. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to be seeing that now. I mean, I was down in uh, Mineral Spring Park uh, down a few days ago, and th- yeah, there are several dead trees. I thought, well, that's this one particular tree. I, th- I was thinking, well, that's a good candidate for some woodpeckers. And w- was right at the top was a pileated woodpecker. One of your previous callers was mentioning about that bird. But so we're, we're going to be seeing, I believe. Um, Woodpecker uh, populations may be going up. I don't know oh, with yeah. uh, with all this. Who knows? But um, there's there's a lot of material there for them to be um, hollowing out and excavating. So um, there's going to be lots of um, uh, habitat for for the or woodpecker species. And um, some of the uh, Christmas bird counts had some record numbers of, of woodpeckers, especially red-bellied woodpeckers, are really taking 
um, along, you know, coming along very well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, my second vignette, okay, I was driving up uh, Walnut Street in Reading, city of Reading now, um, and I, I was stopped at the light at 10th and Walnut. And over to my right, because um, Walnut Street goes, you know, west to east, and to my right, there is an arborvita, about waist-high arborvita that was planted along the sidewalk, on the sidewalk next to a building. And, you know, in the city of Reading, anytime there's like a lone arborvita anywhere, it's going to be festooned <laughs> with house sparrows, so as this one was. So I was sitting at the light, and all of a sudden, this big brown blur just went right into the, right into the arborvita. Uh, I just saw it, you know, out of the corner of my eye. And then the arborvita started shaking. <laughs> like a, it was almost something like out of the Three Stooges, you know. It was like shaking and shaking and shaking. And then all of a sudden, this Cooper's hawk just flew right back out of the arborvita, all within the space of a traffic light cycle. <laughs> wow. And uh, it didn't have a bird, though, because when it flew in, you know, the arborvitas kind of exploded with uh, house sparrows, mm-hmm. and uh, it didn't really wasn't very successful in its capturing one. But uh, that's just you know right down down Tenth and Walnut Streets in, in the city of Reading. It was a couple blocks from City Park, so you know maybe that bird was sort of patrolling the area there. But uh, that was kind of interesting to see, especially since that arborvita was only you know waist high, so that Cooper's hawk really went navigated the wires and the buildings and the trees just to zoom right in on mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. arborvita. So that was, you know, kudos to the Cooper's Hawk for being able to navigate those city streets that way. They're, they're fearless birds almost. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly right. Uh, and it kind of reminds me of occasionally I've seen peregrine falcons flying at street level going after a pigeon. Like One time I saw one of the peregrines just, well, it was right above the sidewalk, you know, downtown Reading, just going after something, um, which was, you know, rather startling. But, uh, yeah, so that, that was uh, another one of those interesting vignettes. Uh, a third interesting vignette was uh, my wife and I were taking, Michelle, were taking a drive uh, up along Lake Onawani. And right now, it seems that the nesting pair of bald eagles at Lake Onawani have been um, sitting side by side on the light standards at the Schuylkill Valley High School at the football field. So when you drive by uh, the high school, I, I oh I forget the name of that road. Go up to Grenada Church. Yeah, I know where you Maybe mean. Yeah. yeah, off of seventy three, and um, the pair of bald eagles just sitting there, uh, looking at each other. So I guess. I don't know what the the pair of bald eagles looking at each other code is for the <laughs> Atlas Project, but um, uh, it's, it's probably something that could be coded and, and registered. So that was that was kind of kind of neat. Um, another vignette, which is sort of like a not vignette, is that I've taken several a number of walks this past weekend and I haven't been seeing too many birds. You know, a couple of times I, I saw a nice little, you know, group of tufted titmice and, you know, chickadees and things. But generally things have been rather quiet. I've been seeing more raptors than, than little birds. And so, I don't know, hopefully things start picking up a little bit and we, we start seeing a little bit more of uh, bird movements, especially with this nice weather. I think that's what we can look forward to in the next couple of weeks. 
I agree, and I'll also I uh, am getting some emails about people saying how nice it is to hear birdsong again. Right, yeah. <clears throat> I heard my first house finches singing um, in the last week. So, yeah, things are starting to happen here, especially when we get these nice days and, you know, the urge to sing starts, uh, you know, taking over our bird life. And uh, we'll, be, we'll be seeing and hearing uh, a lot more cardinals and, uh, and uh, house, house finches and a lot of the other birds will start in That's pretty right. soon. That's right. Well, I wish you more good vignettes, my friend. Yes, yes. Uh, I hope I hope I get a bunch of good vignettes in the next week. <laughs> I look oh. I look forward to it, Bill. <laughs> okay. Take, you have a great week. You too. Take care. Take care. Bye bye. There you have Bill Urich making his weekly appearance right here in Jack's backyard. Six ten three seven four eighty eight hundred out of the area toll free eight 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 four zero one zero four five nine. And uh, let's move along. Let's say good morning to Avery. Avery, how are you today? I am fine. Your voice just woke me right up. The sun's <laughs> going to shine. Thank you. Thank uh, Jack, I have a question about doves. Uh, do doves migrate or do they stay, you know, all winter long in the area? Yes. And do they mate for life? I don't know about mating for life. I, I kind of doubt it, but they certainly are here all year. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not going to keep you on too long because I know other people want to get their time in with you. But, again, you have a wonderful Valentine's Day to you and your family, and you keep that old heart in your chest pumping for a long time to come. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so, oh, Avery. Jack. May I? Will you take care? God bless. And Bye-bye. you too. Bye-bye. There you go. <laughs> we, we all hope that things keep pumping. Yes, indeed. Well, let's see. It is uh, right now 20, 23 minutes before the hour of 9 o'clock. We're in hour number one in the backyard right here on WEEU, the voice of Berks County and beyond. We have uh, sports for you uh, tonight. The Sixers and the Wizards, 7 o'clock, right here on your sports leader. That would be WEEU. Well, lines are open, 610-374-8800. Out of the area, toll-free, 888-401-0459. Well, the snow geese are at Middle Creek in fairly good, I would say quite good numbers. 47,000 snow geese, and that was uh, as of yesterday. 47,000 snow geese, 415 tundra swan, plus the Canada geese and some ducks, and, of course, the eagles as well. So uh, it's really um, productive. Uh, uh, Just be sure you acquaint yourself, you know, during the weekends especially, it's probably best go to go during the week because of the crowds that flock into uh, Middle Creek on weekends. So be prepared if you're headed out today or tomorrow. Uh, also, I went to the Pennsylvania Game Commission website uh, to check on my eagles. I do two checks, the Hanover Eagles and the Farm Country Eagles. And in the Hanover Nest, there were two. There were two eagles there, uh, just kind of 
poking around and making the nest more comfortable. So that was at Hanover. And the uh, farm country site, one, I, I, there's one female, she looked very comfortable, so I don't know if she's on an egg or not. But she was uh, just hunkered down in the middle of the nest at, at farm country site. So you can check that out, okay? All right. Let's see where we are. 20 minutes now before the hour of 9 o'clock. We're right here in uh, the backyard. And uh, let's say good morning to Don. Don, how are you today? Oh, Jack, I'm wonderful. How are you? Well, last time I checked, everything seemed to be working. And uh, I've, I've learned not to check too often, though, Don. And, and uh, I've called a few times, but not too much. I just I listen to it when I can. Thank you. Uh, my dad's birthday is the same as yours. Not the same age, though. He's older. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, that's great. Give him my best. <laughs> He'll be 96 on May 1st. Wow. Wow. That's great. Anyway, I called because uh, you were talking, I remember it was last week or two weeks ago, about that sheathing they have up on southbound lanes of 61 here in Hamburg. Yes. Uh, I heard from a pretty reliable source that that was put there because they're going, they're going to replace that bridge on 61 above Hamburg. Yeah, the, the con, it was there because of the construction. You're absolutely right, oh, Okay, Don. I didn't know if I did. I missed if anybody called in and said it was, what it was there for, so. Yeah, I, I just had, I had an email, I guess, following that show, saying that's uh, basically what it's all about. Okay, so you knew what it was, okay. But I'm glad you mentioned it so we could bring it up on the program today. Yeah, that the company that is doing the bridge are the ones that put that fence up. That's that's what I figured. So, so uh, that's that's going to be a uh, that's going to be a job on sixty one, such a busy highway. You know what? You know what it's going to be? It's called a pain. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I think you're Don't right. Don't tell you where though. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Very good. <laughs> All right, Jack. You have a wonderful day, and maybe I'll call you. Wish you a happy birthday. Uh, I hope so, and be sure to remember me to your dad. Okay. Thank you very much. Take care, Don. Bye-bye. This is The Backyard. Glad you're aboard today. We'd like to chat with you, as we do every Saturday, because that's how we learn, and I don't think there's a Saturday that goes by that we don't learn just a little bit more. (laughs) Some Saturdays, a lot more. So there you have it. Okay. Uh, 610-374-8800, 888-401-0459. I did note something, and I, I want to mention this. The uh, Pennsylvania Game Commission is recruiting new wardens. And if you're interested in becoming a Pennsylvania game warden, you can become part of a team that has been protecting Pennsylvania's wildlife resources for 129 years. Can you believe that? The application window for the 37th cadet class will be open March 7th, and cadets uh, will report for training in March of 2025 and graduate in February of 2026. Cadet application no longer requires 60 college credits. Applicants must have a high school diploma or a GED and must either have completed hunter-trapper education or do so by March 7th. So uh, there you have it. To begin a rewarding career, Uh, where no two days in the job will ever be the same, or for additional details or questions to uh, answers to questions, you can contact the Pennsylvania Game Commission at pgccareers at pa.gov. 
pgccareers at pa.gov. Somebody asked me not too long ago, um, would I like to be a game warden or a conservation worker, you know, interpreter, whatever it might be? Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. I don't know about a game warden because they they have a tougher job. But just educating people, maybe walking around, leading walks and things like that. No, 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 not now, not now, no. Out of the question. 16 minutes before the hour of 9 o'clock. We're in hour number one of uh, the backyard, and uh, let's go down into the Yoli Valley and say good morning to our friend Pete. Pete, how are you? Oh, I'm fine, Jack, and you're doing the same, I take it? Yes, I am right now. That's wonderful. By the way, snow geese had gut walls. The the lake was covered, or the pond was covered last couple days down there, and the fields around it. It's amazing. Yes, it is. And I'm getting a good number of reports in more than one field down in the Yoli Valley, as a matter of fact. Oh, yes. Yeah, you look across the long mine lanes and other roads, you go back, and the cornfields on each side, and they've been over there, too, so... We don't have to go far to see snow geese, and That's great. It, it, it's it's incredible the amount that are starting or kind of hanging around here for a period of time. So that that's pretty neat. Yes, indeed. But I had to I have to tell you this experience of mine. This is this is fabulous. Just like Bill was talking about watch, watching the bird, well, Cooper's hawk fly across the road. I was sitting I, when I'm done my work around here. I usually grab a chair and finish up my cocoa or maybe get a little shot of brandy or something and sit outside because I'm dressed for the cold anyway. And I was doing that last, I think it was last Monday. And uh, it was it was about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I thought, well, I'll sit here for a while and see what birds show up. And, of course, it was dead silent, nothing nothing happening anywhere, no woodpeckers in the woods, no nothing. And I'm sitting there, and this bird comes flying around the corner of the house and sits on a chair, the top of a chair about six feet from me, and it's a sharp shin hawk. Oh. So I'm sitting there as still as I could possibly be, and he's sitting there, and between us is, is my, my top of my well pit, and I have a table there that I put food under for the birds in the uh, when, and when it snows so the birds can get under the table and get and the snow doesn't cover the food. Well, I have that all cleaned off now, but the table is still, uh, still sitting there. So he sat there. And I, I'm looking at him, and he's he's eyeing up around this table because apparently he knows that during bad weather there's birds there. And uh, he was checking that out and just sitting there. And Jack, it, it was I, I could see every feather on that guy's body. It was so cool. And uh, and then he sat there for I, I'd say almost five minutes. We were kind of I was just staring down him, and he was looking. All over, all over the trees above us and ev- everywhere, just looking for any activity. <clears throat> and then he, then he flew, and he flew up. I have an evergreen tree right off the porch too. And I thought, where did he go? Because I couldn't, I, the overhang of the porch, I couldn't see where he went. So I kind of edged myself out, and he was sitting up there on a limb, still checking the area out with uh, all the uh, chickadees and nuthatches raising cane out in the woods because they knew he was mm-hmm. there. And uh, I mean, this this went on for you know a good ten minutes, and then he he decided to 
I guess nothing was happening, so he flew over the top of the house and left. But, Jack, it was it was the neatest thing. It was just oh. to be able to sit there and, and be that close to a bird. And, and he didn't, because I was on a chair, he, I don't think he realized that I was sitting there because I was motionless. So. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. That is so neat to be, you know, we the, the, the Cooper's hawk that visits our backyard will come and sit on the bird bath. And so I can look at it. Uh, we, we Lisa spots it before I do usually, and we look at it uh, through the window. But it stays there for the longest time, and then it dives into the the, the trees or bushes, whatever it may be, to uh, uh-huh. search for birds. Yeah, it, it, just uh, oh, it, that was an easiest thing. And Patty said, "Well, I should have been there. If you would have moved to get a camera, it wouldn't it would have yeah, not stayed yeah. there at all. I couldn't move." I couldn't move at all. I was barely breathing. <laughs> so, uh, it, but it was that was an awesome, an awesome sight, and it doesn't happen all the time. But uh, when things like that occur, I've had Cooper's hawk fly through already when I was sitting out back, but they don't stop. I, this guy just stopped, and, and boy, I, it, it wasn't that far away from me, Jack, and it was the coolest little thing. So. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, just wanted to bring that up and let you know that. And uh, Patty sent you a picture of the great horned owl we found down in Valley Forge. Yes, yes. Yeah, oh, that was that was another neat day. Yeah. It's, it's, and there again, when you're looking for owls, it, it, it so much depends on lighting. So much depends on uh, you know where you are. If if he can be sitting there, and if you don't have a little background behind him, a little light background behind him, sometimes you'll never see that little That's right. that hump sitting on. And no matter how large the owl. You won't see it sitting there unless you get yourself in a position that, you know, you can see kind of through the uh, through the tree a little bit and see that that figure, and then then you can kind of focus on it. But he, he was there, and we heard him from a distance, and we knew the area. But you think we could see him? We were just about ready to leave, and I said, "Well, let's sit down this log here a little bit." And we walked about ten feet down in the woods and sat in this log. I looked to my right, and I saw this something on the limb that didn't look right didn't look out of place and i said there there he is and he wasn't 50 yards maybe from us we would have never seen him had we not sat down and and just looked over there it's it's incredible how they blend in especially in, in tall pines like that thick pines what time of day was it pete oh that was about uh well we were sat, we were in the woods for about an hour it's about uh four o'clock yeah. between you... three and four o'clock yeah. yeah but he was he was definitely just roosting there and when I thought about staying till near dusk to see if anything, any activity showed up, but you know we didn't. We didn't stay that long. Once we once we spotted him and took some pictures, and we thought, well, we'll we'll you know get on out of here. But yeah, it was about about four o'clock in the afternoon. That's great. But it was just it was a cold. It was that cold. Monday was cold, but a little bit breezy, but not not terrible. It was it was a nice day, and uh, he was sitting. And apparently he roosted there quite a bit because that limb. Look, you know, a little stain from 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 him sitting there. So mm-hmm. you could tell that mm-hmm. he didn't sit there. That wasn't the only time he sits there. Did you check? Did you check for owl pellets? That's what we were doing. That's what we always do when we get into a, to a large stand of pines like that. That's a that's our initial thing. We we look for that, and we didn't find anything. Uh, found a, a you know one that was pounded apart by rain and things, but not in that section. We didn't go down in that section until I heard the sound. Yeah. Uh, heard him call twice. And uh, so we didn't we didn't find any pellets, no. Uh, but I'm I'm sure they're active. And well, oh, apparently great. he's active there, or does his does some hunting there. Come, you know, and and there's a lot of areas down there in Valley Forge Park that uh, a lot of large stands of pines. 
And I always told Patty, it's got to be, got to be in it. We've got to be in it now, <laughs> sooner or later. That's great. And, uh, that's great. Yeah, that was just, that, that paid off. And that's the first time she's seen the great horned owl in, in, in you know, in, in natural setting. Yeah. Uh, and I've seen it before, but she, she has never had it. That's and it great. Was, it was just fascinating. Finally, he opened his eyes and looked at us, and then she got another picture with his eyes open. Yeah. So and we thought, okay, time to move on and let him, let him do what he's going to do. So it was neat, though. Thanks for sharing, Pete. I appreciate it. Jack, will you take care and uh, you keep your health up and uh, happy Valentine's Day to you and your wife and uh, enjoy a, a steak and a piece of a nice piece of cake for for Valentine's Day. <laughs> okay, best <laughs> right. to best to you and Patty too. Yeah, so long. Okay, the backyard Valentine's Day. Ah, yes. This is Jack's backyard. This Valentine's Day gets your sweetheart just what they've wanted. The savings have never been sweeter. Stop by and enjoy our Valentine's Day sale at the Sugar Shack Candy Bar. We have a large selection of baskets, gourmet chocolate bouquets, and of course, chocolate-covered strawberries. Only $19.99 per dozen. So before you go anywhere else, check us out at the Sugar Shack Candy Bar, 249 Penn Street in downtown Reading. Make sure you check us out on Facebook at Sugar Shack Candy Bar and Ice Cream for our upcoming sweets, treats, and great eats festival. If you need new windows or doors, Deluxe is the place to go. Let the Dennis family at Deluxe Window and Door update your home with beautiful maintenance-free windows and doors. Deluxe Window and Door is a local award-winning family business for over 69 years. Deluxe has windows and doors in all price ranges, expert installers, and a beautiful showroom at 2101 Penn Avenue in West Lawn. Visit their website at deluxewindowanddoor.com. Are you considering retirement? Not sure if you can afford to take the leap? Chester Perfetto Insurance Agency can help. We offer no-cost consultations to review your financial plan and offer recommendations that will help you decide the right time to retire and how to extend your income for years to come. We are the experts for your financial, health insurance, and Medicare insurance needs. Contact us today, 610-678-0373. Foot Solutions in Shillington is celebrating Comfort Week, March 25th through the 30th, with raffle tickets and door prizes. Check out all of their new styles, individualized custom footwear, and over-the-counter orthotics. Foot Solutions' highly trained professional staff provides you with a free evaluation and advanced assessment technology. Now offering shoes and inserts with the Diabetic Shoe Bill. Don't miss Comfort Week, March 25th through the 30th at 654B Philadelphia Avenue. Call 610-775-4950. Looking for fresh meats and produce, a quick meal on the go, unique handmade gifts, or just looking to meet a friend for breakfast? Look no further than Shillington Farmer's Market, with over 25 local vendors who love to serve their community. Visit shillingtonfarmersmarket.com or follow them on Instagram and Facebook for weekly specials, events, and more. Shillington Farmer's Market, big enough to serve you, small enough to know you. Open Thursday through Saturday at 10 South Summit Avenue, Shillington. Take the chill off with some of Chef Tim's award-winning chili. You'll be bringing hope and warmth to the community because Blankets of Hope will provide blankets and beds for someone in need with all chili sold on Saturday, February 10th. Stop by one of the following Redner's Market's Quick Shops, either 2320 Penn Avenue in West Lawn or the Quick Shop at 1137 Commons Boulevard in Reading. Remember, that's February 10th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Take home some delicious chili from Chef Tim. We'll see you on Saturday, February 10th. We return to Jack's Backyard. 
Here's your host, Jack Holcomb. Yes, that would be me at uh, five minutes before nine. We have news at the top of the hour from ABC. And then uh, we start hour number two with master naturalist Mike Slater, who will uh, join us about 9.05, 9.06 or so right here in the backyard. I was, uh, we talked about the feeder cams uh, from Cornell, and uh, there are so many feeder cams out there that uh, you can just Google feeder, bird feeder cams, and you'd be surprised how many you can find. Uh, I've always gone to the ones at Cornell, especially the ones that link up to the Ontario, where we see some of the northern birds that uh, we don't get down here. But I found out from a listener that WFMZ TV has a feeder cam. That's right, WFMZ TV has a feeder cam. And so I just wanted to mention that. Just go to I don't, uh, go to WFMZTV.com and see if you, if you can pick it up. Okay? All righty. Also, there was a, a nursery mentioned last week about uh, native plants, and that nursery was Prairie Moon Native Plants. Prairie Moon Native Plants. And I guess you could uh, Google that, or but that that's the website that they, uh, I believe Linda talked about it and, and someone else verified it. But uh, if you're looking for native plants, uh, prairie moon native plants. And, of course, we're, we're looking at a lot of native plants these days, and that's very, very good. The Voice, 830 WEEU Weather. <laughs> Here is the exclusive three-day AccuWeather forecast. Cloudy and warm today. An afternoon shower in spots are high today at 60. Evening shower in the area tonight, otherwise partly cloudy, low 44. Sun and clouds, a mild day tomorrow, the high 51. Cloudy with some rain on Monday. Snow by nightfall, up to an inch, the high Monday, 52. This is Steve Williams reporting for News Talk 830 WEEU. Welcome back to Jack's Backyard on The Voice of Berks County, 8.30 a.m. W-E-E-U. And we don't have time for any more calls this hour, but the next hour, following Master Naturalist Mike Slater, the phone lines will be open, and we'd very much like to chat with you. So jot down the number, 610-374-8800. Out of the area, it is toll-free, 888 401 Again, folks, uh, thank you for all of the, uh, the emails that I receive. I uh, didn't get too many this week, but that's okay. Uh, I think people are waiting for spring and all of the good birds that, uh, that spring will, uh, will bring us. But uh, anyway, you can always email me. We'll respond. Uh, I, I, I guess my rating right now is like 98.9%, something like that. And certainly as well with the, uh, with the snail mail, the letters and so forth to Jack's Backyard, WEEU 34 North 4th Street, Reading, Pennsylvania, 19601. Good to have you along in the backyard today. And I know that you're learning with me, and I hope we learn even more. Well, I know we will next hour right here in the backyard.
networks and beyond. 8.30 WEEU ready. From ABC News, I'm Dave Packer. Despite U.S. and international criticism, Israel says is planning a ground incursion into Rafah, one of Gaza's last standing cities where hundreds of thousands of refugees have already taken shelter. Many warning they have nowhere else to go if they're forced to leave. ABC's James Longman is in Tel Aviv with more. More than a million people have fled here to escape the fighting elsewhere. Rafah is Gaza's southernmost city, along the border with Egypt. Its population is six times what it was at the start of the war. UNICEF says there are 600,000 children here, many living in makeshift tent cities, like 12-year-old Fauzi Mohammed Fauzi al-Najjar. He's from Khan Yunis, which is now a battlefield. We want a solution, he says, a ceasefire for the war to end and for us to go to our homes. Egypt has refused to take in Gazan refugees. Concern about President Biden's age and mental acuity brought to the forefront in the special counsel's report on his handling of classified documents. ABC Selena Wang. Sources tell us that the president is fuming over the special counsel's report, and the White House is now in damage control mode. They know that the president is legally cleared, but any political damage could last longer. And did a Thursday night news conference where he railed against the report help or hurt the president, presidential historian Mark Updegrove. It helped to show that that he had the energy and the will to defend his presidency, but I think it, it hurt in terms of the passion with which he put forth in sounding that message. It sounded defensive. Football fans are converging on Las Vegas for Sunday's Super Bowl. Among them, three longtime friends and members of the exclusive Never Missed a Super Bowl club. Don Christman, Gregory Eaton, Tom Heschnell, all in their 80s, have gone to every game. And Christman says they have no plans on stopping. We thought, you know, if we make the first 10, then we thought, well, maybe we'll go for 20. And 25, that seemed, you know, crazy. And here we are now at almost 60. It's, I, I even have trouble believing it. You're listening to ABC News. Valentine's Day is here. This year, give the ultimate gift. Name a star after your sweetheart. This is Rocky Mosel with International Star Registry. For 45 years, we've named millions of stars for celebrities, dignitaries, and individuals worldwide. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit starregistry.com, you can give the most memorable gift. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit starregistry.com or call 800-282-3333. Valentine's Day is here. This year, give the ultimate gift. Name a star after your sweetheart. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For 45 years, we've named millions of stars for celebrities, dignitaries, and individuals worldwide. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit starregistry.com, you can give the most memorable gift. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit starregistry.com or call 800-282-3333. More than a dozen aftershocks have been felt around Southern California after a 4.6 magnitude earthquake rattled the area Friday. The California quake comes on the heels of a slightly bigger earthquake that struck on the big island of Hawaii. ABC's Matt Gutman is in L.A. Scientists say it's important to note that there is no connection between the quakes in Hawaii and here in Southern California. The same scientists say, however, that we should expect aftershocks in the coming days. Authorities in New York say an arrest has been made in connection to a shooting Thursday in Times Square. ABC's Aaron Katursky. A 15-year-old who police called armed and dangerous has been caught after allegedly shooting a tourist in Times Square. Jesus Figueroa was apprehended in Yonkers less than 24 hours after police say he opened fire on officers and fled. The tourist struck in the leg, telling our station WABC, Dá um pouco de medo, né? I leave Brazil, which is a dangerous place, to come here. 
Now I'm a little scared. The shooting follows the assault on police captured on body camera outside a migrant shelter in Times Square nearly two weeks ago. Investigators in southwest Florida are beginning their investigation into a private plane crash on Interstate 75 that killed at least two people. ABC aviation analyst John Nance. One of the key elements they'll start off with is how much fuel was on the airplane when it started out and how much would it have burned. When you land a business jet, your power is up, and if you lose an engine or both engines, you're going to know about it immediately. Dave Packer, ABC News. Valentine's Day is here. This year, give the ultimate gift. Name a star after your sweetheart. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For 45 years, we've named millions of stars. We're celebrities, dignitaries, and individuals worldwide. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit starregistry.com, you can give the most memorable gift. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit starregistry.com or call 800-282-3333. Turn to Jack's Backyard. Here's your host, Jack Holcomb. Good morning once again, everyone. Good to have your company right here in the backyard on this uh, 10th day of February, looking at 2024. 610-374-8800, out of the area, toll-free, 888-401-0459. Good to have you with us today as we all venture a little bit deeper into our natural world. And what better way, what better help to have than to say good morning to our friend, Master Naturalist, Mike Slater. Mike, good morning. How are you? I'm good, Jack. How are you doing? Well, not too bad. Not too bad. Before I go... I just mastered the new phones. <laughs> it's, it's really... Yeah, John was... Uh, our owner, John Treese, was in earlier this morning just to be sure that Linda and I had everything in order in our minds, and, and uh, thanks to him, everything is working perfectly. So good to have you aboard with the new phones. <laughs> Thank you. By the way, but can I start by saying uh, Mike sent me the uh, complete report from the Christmas bird count in Burnville, and I must tell you, Mike, it is the most complete report I have ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I got started on it, and decided I should comment on every species. Why not? Just absolutely incredible. It was eight or nine pages, I think. That, that was great. <laughs> well, the, 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 the one report from last year ran the multiple pages in their historic format from Audubon. But... And that's the one you submit to Audubon? 
the one, the short one for this year, the two-page one, yes, that's exactly what Audubon has as their summary. Okay, okay. So you had a successful year. I think you told us that before, but it was a, it was a good year. Yeah, it, a lot of things were a little bit below average, and I think that was due to the weather. And as you know, in Christmas bird counts, good weather can actually cause low counts because the birds can spread out everywhere. Yeah. We have bad weather, lots of snow. The birds get concentrated in the spots out of the wind or around bird feeders. And there just weren't that many people feeding birds this year. We saw a lot of feeders that usually have bird seed in them in people's front yards that had no no seed in them yet because I guess people hadn't been worried about the birds yet. Yeah. That's interesting. I've often wondered why. Uh, I, I don't know if it's a matter of a cost because bird seed certainly has gone up. Uh, or whether it's just neglect, or they, you know, they're they're waiting for the bad weather. I I, I don't know the reasons. And then there, yeah, you know, there's some people that just aren't addicted to watching their bird feeders like you and I are. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Well, let's see. Got a couple of questions for you. Okay. Uh, first of all, is is can people begin to cut back the flowers that they've left up all winter? Or yeah. Should, or yeah, should. You- you can. I'm, I'm debating starting that in my yard. Um, if you have a, a native area, like with goldenrods and um, bee balm and things like that, what you might want to do is cut some of them back only to about 12 to 18 inches tall and leave them standing because there's certain kinds of bees. There's one group called small carpenter bees. They actually should be better called tiny carpenter bees <laughs> and they don't look anything like the other carpenter bees they're big cousins they're tiny and blue and shiny but they nest in standing hollow stems of flowers wow. like that wow so if you leave some of those around that's good for them and it, and by a, you know a month or so after the plants start growing they'll overtop those old stems and you won't see them anymore it is kind of interesting to me to see the uh, daffodils and uh, uh, some of the uh, snowdrops uh, being reported. I, 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 I think it's early. Yeah, it, it's early for sure for those things. I mean, occasionally we get you know a few of those things popping up in j- late January, early February. But in our yard, the snowdrops are in full bloom now. But like a month before they used to be in bloom. It used to be a March thing. Also, I had an email this week, ask Mike, please, about snakes at this time of year. Apparently, the person found uh, a garter snake in in the yard and wondered if that was early and uh, will that snake survive the cold weather? Well, if if it just popped out of its little den on a warm, sunny day to bask in the sun and didn't travel far so it can pop back in again when it's cold, it should be fine. Whenever I think of, of snakes at this time of year, I think that one reason is you go up into our north, uh, the winters are more severe, apparently, and uh, some of the snakes uh, aren't even seen up there. Like, like I don't believe rattlesnakes are seen to any great number. No, um... Timber rattlesnakes are rare in New York. I think they're considered a threatened or endangered species because there's so few of them. They really don't go further north. They really they give um, 
birthed alive young instead of laying eggs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why the females bask in the sun so much before giving birth to get warm. And so they need warmer weather and sunshine to survive. Is it uncommon at this time of year to see bats? Yes, um, and I guess no. There's some, I mean, there's some that nest around or, you know, winter around here that hide under the... Hello? Hello, are you there? Yeah. Okay. Got some squeaky noise or something on my phone. Um, They, there are some, um, the, the bats that roost under tree bark, like hickory, shagbark hickories and mm-hmm. things. Some of those do overwinter, and they'll, they can fly around, I understand. The white-nose syndrome affecting the cave bats often causes them to come out and fly around because they, they wake up and they're starving, basically, because of the, their hibernations are interrupted by the fungus. So, the, so, so that's not a good sign for them if you see a, a small bat, like a little brown bat. But yeah. the um, larger, there's a few of the larger species that I believe do occasionally fly in the winter when it's warm. And in this weather, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, a high <laughs> of 60 degrees in mid-February. Yeah, that's unreal. And it's how many days in a row we've had this now? Yeah. Mike, are bat houses successful? Are they worth the uh, putting up? Yeah, they they can be very good. I've I've seen some programs and presentations from people that do um, professional big bat houses, especially the they, the place to put them up is someplace south facing. They really want warmth when the females are using them in the summer for breeding mm-hmm. and raising their young. They want a warm or hot spot. Definitely, like on the south side of a barn, apparently, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's what I was told, a building rather than a tree or anything like that. A, a pole can work, especially if it's a big, a bigger house, you know, deeper, so it's got some insulation. Um, I've seen and read about good success with, with those on poles, but not a tree where it's shaded. They, the, they want heat. Mm-hmm. So uh, where are you headed this coming week? What What's to look for? Well, I'm going to be watching in the yard. My excitement this week was a pair of um, red-shouldered hawks calling around the yard wildly, and I thought it was courting, and then I realized they were trying to ward off an intruder. And I was standing by our back porch, and two of them flew around the big tree over our garage, and right over my head, they were grappling and holding on to each other as they were fighting, and they crashed into the porch roof right over my head. Oh, my. Uh, I think they were both okay, but I'm not positive about that. But it was quite a to-do. Was that, that, was that a courting gesture, or was it a fight? Well, no, this was two, uh, two local ones apparently fighting off an intruder, like okay. maybe another male or female was trying to crash and take over like happened to the peregrines in Reading yeah, the other year. Yeah. So it was definitely a territorial defense. So I got the report that my first bird for the new bird atlas project, which just started. Very good, very good. Well, it's a great week, and uh, thank you for all of the information you gave us this morning, and I uh, hope your next week is better. All right. Take care, Jack. You Bye. too, Mike. Bye-bye. Master naturalist Mike Slater with us this morning right here. 
in Jack's backyard. And those telephone lines are open for you. 610-374-8800. Out of the area, toll-free, 888-401-0459. And I would love to chat with you, you, and uh, learn from you as well. Make your Valentine feel extra special with chocolates from Billy's Candies. Choose from beautiful heart-shaped or gift-wrapped boxes in half-pound to three-pound sizes. Build a tower of chocolates in your choice of milk, dark, or white. They have all your favorite flavors. No Valentine's Day would be complete without their delicious hand-dipped chocolate strawberries. Pre-order today at 610-929-1673. Billy's Candies, located at 4949 Kutztown Road in Temple and online at billyscandies.com. Today, there's hope. Hope for you and your loved ones. And hope for safe and affordable drug and alcohol treatment for residents of Berks County. Council on Chemical Abuse invites you to visit their website, cocaburks.org slash hope. That's C-O-C-A-Berks.org slash hope for more information. Or call 610-376-8669. That's 610-376-8669 to learn more. If you or a loved one needs estate planning or may require nursing home care, call Scott Painter, your hometown attorney. Scott is a certified elder law attorney serving all of Berks County from his office at 906 Penn Avenue in Wyomissing. He handles every aspect of elder law. Mention WEEU and he will provide you with a $50 credit. To see how you can protect and plan your estate, call Scott Painter at 610-378-5140. Join the Reading Royals for their President's Day weekend series against the Newfoundland Growlers on February 17th and 19th. Enjoy the return of Reading Premium Night with discounts on beverages and a goalie oven mint giveaway presented by Sly Fox before the Royals 1 p.m. puck drop on President's Day where kids' tickets are free. The Royals President's Day weekend series on February 17th and 18th. Tickets available at royalshockey.com. Shopping at Redner's has never been easier or more convenient with Redner's Ready, the order online and pickup service for Redner's Markets. Visit rednersmarkets.com and click on the Redner's Ready icon. Then choose your items, pay online, and pick up your order in any of the designated Redner's Ready parking spaces, and your groceries will be brought right to your car. It's Redner's Ready, the convenient online order and pickup service available only at rednersmarkets.com. Your WEEU Greater Berks Region Allergy, Air Quality, and Health Report. The first full week of February ended on a high note with temperatures well above normal, and those temperatures well above normal contributed to some less than ideal air quality from lack of mixing. We do get some more wintry air moving in the second full week of February. That's the week of February 11th. And with that, we can expect some more clear air with less in the way of particulates and pollution. Changes in weather and air mass, though, does mean problems with your sinuses, so make sure you try to keep your sinuses moisturized with a humidifier. I'm Monsoon Mike. The Voice, 830 WEEU Weather. Here is the exclusive three-day AccuWeather forecast. Cloudy and warm today. An afternoon shower in spots are high today at 60. Evening shower in the area tonight, otherwise partly cloudy, low 44. Sun and clouds, a mild day tomorrow, the high 51. Cloudy with some rain on Monday. Snow by nightfall, up to an inch, the high Monday, 52. This is Steve Williams reporting for News Talk 830 WEEU. 
Welcome back to Jack's Backyard on The Voice of Berks County, 8.30 a.m. W-E-E-U. That would be us. And right now, 44 degrees, 44 outside your AccuWeather station. And that would be W-E-E-U, The Voice of Berks and beyond. And let's go right back to the phones. And let's say good morning to Susan. She is in Wommelsdorf. Sue, how are you today? I'm well. <clears throat> Thank you, Jack. Good. You beat me to everything already with your last caller. One of the first things I wanted to say was I'm not, I've been doing Christmas bird counts for years, and I'm not fond of math. So I <laughs> admire every compiler, all of them out there that compile the numbers that people like me put together. So Very congratulations well and thanks to all of them. Very well said. Thank you. And also bats. I found a bat in my garage the other day, which was so exciting to me. Um, I was cleaning, and it was up on some styrofoam up near the top of the rafters. I moved the styrofoam, and out plops this bat. And I haven't seen one around here for years, so that wow. was just that was just wonderful. Yes, indeed. So I have to f get a bat box and put it up too. So. How are things in Jack's backyard? Jack's backyard is, is occasionally visit from the uh, Cooper's Hawk, which is keeping all the birds away. <laughs> but that's so I would say quiet in my backyard. I had a sharpie take a woodpecker the other day, which is sad, but that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Do you have Do you have all of the? You have a downy and a hairy and a red belly and a flicker. I have everything except the flicker, and I haven't heard the pileated I've heard about a week or so ago, but haven't seen it for months. So I don't know. These are all old trees, so it's woodpecker heaven. Um, and I can look out and see um, six of them at a time of wow. different varieties. But the flickers, I don't get them often. I don't know why. Do you have red-headed woodpeckers? Oh, I'm sorry. That's the other one. They're they're not too far from here. I know where to find some, but I don't have them here in the yeah. woods unless occasionally during migration. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, I, if I had redheaded woodpeckers, I couldn't ask for anything more. <laughs> I don't think I've uh, I don't think I've ever seen them in a woodland. I've seen them on the outside, mm -hmm. uh, but but not not in the uh, woodland itself. Well, they, I have had them come through here, um, as I said, on migration. And some, I remember some old-time birders, Mr. and Mrs. Grimm, they told me one time that you could often find them near water. Hmm. And the ones that I go to watch, they are near water. So some of those old tales make sense. Yeah, the ones that I saw down in the Yoli Valley were near water, as I recall. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, yes. So... Also, I'm happy to have your equipment working the, at the station there. That, um, I'm sure that makes you feel a lot more comfortable as you're working, that it's a little more dependable, the phone lines. Oh, brand new. It's, it's great. It really is. And I, uh, Linda and I have, um, I, I, I hesitate to use the word mastered it, but we'll, I'll, I'll go ahead anyway and say it. Well, good. Well, good for, good for you. I'm glad. <clears throat> Something's making life a little simpler one of these these days. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you, Susan. Okay. Will you take care? Well, you too, please. You sound like you're uh, a little bit of a cold. 
Well, it's bronchitis, oh. and um, I'm just I'm finally getting over it. It was too much rowdiness at the holidays. That's what brought it on. <laughs> I wasn't sleeping enough. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Jackie, take care. You too, Sue. Thank you. This is The Backyard right here. News Talk 830 WEEU and online 830weeu.com. And uh, let's see here. Let's say good morning to Mark, who's up next. Mark, how are you today? Good. How are you today, Jack? Pretty good, thank you. Good to hear from you. I was wondering, I just recently found a copy of A Half Century of Bird Life in Berks County, Earl Poole's book. Yes. And I was lucky enough to find a copy that's autographed by Earl. So were you were you personal friends of Earl's? I question the word personal. I met him on several occasions, and I did bird with him at one time, just one time. But I was I was honored. He he was a great man, great man. It's a fascinating book the way he's written it. By the way, while you you brought that up, uh, Bill Urich also edited an update of that book, and I don't remember the exact year, uh, but it was published by the Reading Public Museum. Oh, uh, gosh. It's got to be 20 years, probably, anyway. It should uh, be 1997, because the original one is 1947. That's correct. Yeah, so it goes it goes back that far anyway. But it's a, both both books are great. And I also have a, a signed copy of, of uh, Pennsylvania Birds with, uh, with Earl. Yeah. I, I also got a copy of Bill's book. That's going to be my next read. But I've been fascinated by the way that Earl wrote. Um, the way he quantified some of the birds was very interesting. The way he would say things like tolerably common or yeah. variant or tolerably uncommon. I, yeah, I like that too. Yes, yes. It, it's, it's great to find a book like that, and, and it, I'm, I'm glad you have it because it's, uh, it's, it's very worthwhile. There's no doubt about that. It's interesting to read that he was talking about how, um, for instance, snowy owls, he, he noted that there was, in November of 1927, there was seven shots. Like, were, were they shooting owls just on sight, just the way they used to for hawks? Yes. Yes. Hmm. Uh, so that goes back, and that, that completely ended in 72. Okay. The other, the other interesting part was noticing how many common names have changed you know, from duck hawk to marsh hawk to pigeon hawk and sparrow hawk. <laughs> it is amazing. It really is. A, a fascinating, actually. And uh, with the name, the, apparently there are new name changes coming as well. So we have to do a little bit of extra study to keep uh, to keep pace. But I heard that that com- that's coming. Is that this year or sometime soon? Uh, as with some species, yes, absolutely. They're taking away. They're taking away the names of individuals, for example, that named the birds. That's that's one of the first movements, anyway. Well, I'll have to give you a call back after I read Bill's book, then. <laughs> Please do. It's great, and it's a great reference book. It really is, uh, and and something that, uh, unfortunately, I I don't remember the exact number made. But uh, I don't believe, I guess you could go into eBay or someplace to see if it would be available, but it's, uh, it's rare anymore to find a copy. Yeah, I was lucky to find it from a bookstore online, and it's in great shape for such a 
old and historic book. Well, I'm glad you found it, Mark. That's great. You're you're wealthy. It's very interesting to see how the numbers have changed over the years as well. One of the notes he made was um, red-tailed hawks. He saw none from May to August, that there just weren't any in the area. It's, it's an eye-opener, it really is, when you start reading things like that and see how much has really changed. It's, it's amazing. It really is. I'm glad you shared it, Mark. Thank you, and good yeah. luck, and keep yeah. us posted. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. I hope so. Thank you so much. This is The Backyard, 610-374-8800. Out of the area, toll-free, 888-401-0459. Let's go right back to the phones and say good morning to Nancy up there in Shuey. How are you, Nancy? I'm hanging in there. Any, I guess I should say any time you get out of bed, it's good morning. Yes, it is. I agree. <laughs> I want to pass on, I just seen on the PBS program, it's called Flyway. Oh, my word. It's about the shorebirds, how yes. they, uh, have you got to see it? I did not see it. I'm going to watch it on demand, I hope. Uh, but I've had several people tell me it was a fascinating program because one of the, uh, the scientists involved uh, is the son of uh, Stan Center, who used to be the uh, curator at Hawk Mountain. Oh, well, I, I, what really sticks in my mind was one of the birds fly, flies 13,000 miles. Yes. And it's just, it's just an incredible program. I, I was sitting there crocheting, watching TV, and I just flipping through, and I thought, wow, I, I actually DVD'd it because it was... So anybody that could get PBS, I don't know what, it was 39 maybe, uh, depending what stations you, know, you get, but it is really, really worthwhile. And, and one of the things was one of the birds, and I don't know which one it was, and like I said, they're all shorebirds, but they've adapted. Their beaks are shorter because... Um, they can't get down into the crustaceans, you know, to get the... So now they started to eating grass instead of, um, I guess, the whatever they were eating, you know, the beaks, like I said, they could get right, down through. Right, right. But so uh, their legs are shorter and their beaks are shorter, and it's like, wow. I mean, it was just totally amazing. So if anybody, you know, especially if the snow's coming up or whatever, just try and get it and watch it. It's yeah. called Flyway, and they, it was either on Nova or just, just a PBS nature program, but... Totally, totally um, great. Well, I'm glad, know, we, you, I'm glad you saw it. That's great. Thank you for sharing that information. I'm glad you did because it makes more people aware. Yeah, well, that's, that's it. Not everybody knows, you know, to, to go on there. And sometimes there's stuff, you know, you don't want to watch. But it was very enlightening. And, uh, yeah, I don't know a lot about shorebirds. But um, I have a great blue heron that's been hanging around my property for years, eating my, tur my uh, toads and my minnows and <laughs> whatever. But that's okay. He's beautiful, too. So uh, Absolutely. Well, everybody, have a happy Valentine's Day, and uh, you take care. You, too. Thank you, Nancy. Bye-bye. This is The Backyard. Glad you're along with us uh, today. And I'm certainly glad. Let's see here. Uh, John is up next. John, how are you? Good morning. Yeah, I just wanted to tell you that uh, we have bird feeders up year-round. And now we have a nighttime visitor <laughs> trying to catch the mice that feed at nighttime, a great white, one of those uh, horned owls. You have the what, great horned owl? Yeah, that's right. Oh, that, have you seen it? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And uh, we got a large porch here, which uh, harbors a lot of mice. And when I trap them, 
I was wondering why they were disappearing. <laughs> and you found the answer. <laughs> yes. I would, you know, take them out of the trap and throw them, you know, not too far away from the bird feeder. And uh, the other day when I was coming in, uh, you know, at nighttime, and there he was. Oh, what time of night was it, John? Oh, it was early. It was like uh, about 9.30. Okay, okay. But it was dark. And you could hear him at nighttime hooting all the time. Yeah. Well, that's great to have that opportunity to see them mm-hmm. and also take care of the rodent population. And, and then he flew up into the tree. We have a tulip tree uh, near the bird feeder. And uh, he sat up there and looked at me. <laughs> and you stared him right back. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's great. Well, that's a real treat, John. My goodness. That's, I'm glad you have that. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that with your audience. Maybe they might have an owl visit every once in a while looking for, you know, mice that are feeding around the uh, bird feeder at night. That would, that would be welcome, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, another thing is, you know, I used to put bird feeders up from tree to tree with a wire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And at nighttime, the flying squirrels, they would come yeah. across the wire and then eat all my uh, sunflower seeds. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Isn't that? Flying squirrels are really neat to see. Yeah. yeah I even, uh, uh, I had a night, uh, you know, a camera out at nighttime and I caught them doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. So you've had so a lot of good birds and birds that we just don't see every day. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, that great, that, that horned owl there, uh, I seen him eating on a, a carcass along the road one, uh, one year. Yeah, mm-hmm. they'll do that, absolutely. And that was during the daytime. Yeah, when they're really hungry, sometimes you, you will see an owl during the day, but uh, as you certainly know, it's rare. Well, the crows, you know, they get after him, <laughs> and they'll chase him. You know, I've seen it quite a few times. You know, it's been for you know it happens every year. Yeah, the crows hate owls and hawks. Oh yeah. Well, it's good to talk yeah. to you, John. Thank you. Okay. Keep your key, yeah, day. and share the share that good backyard with us again. <laughs> okay. <bye. laughs> okay. Bye bye. You're listening to the backyard news talk eight thirty. That would be W E E U, and the voice of Burks and beyond. Sixers basketball tonight, that comes your way at 7, Sixers and the Wizards. By the way, don't forget during the week, there's an armful of good listening for you. Uh, Mornings with Mike, Mike and Bob, Mike Keller and Bob McCool, 6 to 9. And, of course, uh, our good friend Bill Saunders along with feedback, 9 till noon. Yeah, mornings with Mike, 6 to uh, to 9, feedback, 9 to noon. Bongino from 12 to 3. And then the Ramsey Show, which is new, 3 to 6. It's all for you on WEEU, the voice of Burks and beyond. 25 minutes before the hour of uh, 10 o'clock. We're in hour number two of uh, the backyard. And it's time to say good morning to Lisa in Wyomissing. Lisa, good morning. Hi, how are you? I'm well. Hope you are too today. Yes, I'm enjoying a... Well, it seems to me to be still a, a mild winter, and I actually would like to see some more snow so we have snow melt for the, the creeks and streams. 
Um, and I was calling just to share with you and your listeners a fact about um, that I learned from the Farmer's Almanac that today is uh, Chinese New Year. The Year of the Dragon, I believe. It is, yes. And in case anybody like me forgot to make resolutions or didn't keep their resolutions, now we have a second chance. <laughs> That's a good idea, Lisa. That's yeah, so great. I just <laughs> thought I would share that with you, and I wish you a Happy, a happy New Year. And to you, thank you so much. And you, thank you. Bye. Bye. This is the Backyard News Talk. I see News Talk. It's, not. it's W-E-E-U, yes. The voice of Burks and beyond. And there's a line open for you right now. 610-374-8800. Out of the area, toll free, 888 401 Nine. Share the love this Valentine's Day at the American Diner in West Reading. Split an appetizer special, including crab cake, haddock with white wine sauce, or take a trip to Italy with your choice of lasagna, manicotti, or ravioli. Give a Valentine to your taste buds with prime rib, chicken cordon bleu, or barbecue marinated short ribs. All entrees include rolls, soup, and salad, and your choice of potato or vegetable. Stop by the American Diner February 9th through the 18th at 411 Penn Avenue in West Reading. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that is MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save many families up to 500 bucks a month, and that is huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The member satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, really, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now. You'll get a price within two minutes. So see what you can say. This is a very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. Call 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. Foot Solutions in Chillington is having their winter clearance event. Save 10 to 50% off select in-stock footwear, 10% off in-stock cadence insoles, and buy one, get one free Dr. Remedy nail polish. Check out their large selection of footwear, custom and over-the-counter inserts, on-site fit and modification with a highly trained staff and advanced assessment technology. They also offer diabetic shoes through Medicare. Foot Solutions, located at 654B Philadelphia Avenue. Make an appointment today. Call 610-775-4950. If you need new windows or doors, Deluxe is the place to go. Let the Dennis family at Deluxe Window and Door update your home with beautiful maintenance-free windows and doors. Deluxe Window and Door is a local award-winning family business for over 69 years. Deluxe has windows and doors in all price ranges, expert installers, and a beautiful showroom at 2101 Penn Avenue in West Lawn. Visit their website at deluxewindowanddoor.com. When I started at Burke's Community Health Center, I joined a team that cared about me. Together, we make a difference in the lives of our neighbors, friends, and family here in Burke's County. Working at BCHC means earning a living where my heart is serving others and providing them with quality, affordable health care, all while supporting my family, advancing my career, and receiving incredible benefits. A position is available for you. To join the BCHC team, visit their website at burkeschc.net slash careers. 
Back to more of your calls on Jack's Backyard here on The Voice, 8.30 a.m. WEEU. 20 minutes before 10. That's the good morning time right here in the backyard. And let's go right back to the phones. We'll say good morning to Audrey down there in Delaware County. How are you this morning, young lady? I'm fine. How are you? And so many more years for you on the radio that we get to listen to you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So happy anniversary. Thank you. And, uh, well, yesterday I had a, I have violas that, and pansies. And as I'm coming in the door, uh, they're outside. As I'm coming in the door, I look down. I'm like, I think it's honeybees. Wow. I, I was very surprised. I was like, they're, they're the real, real little ones, and I've taken pictures of honeybees. They're, they're, they're honeybees or sweet bees. They're, they're the very little ones. And I was like, oh, wow, that's really unusual. But by the time they went through, got what they needed, and I got back out there with the camera. They were gone. But I mean, it was very odd for like the 9th of February or whatever yesterday yes, was. Yes, indeed. Yeah, 9th. And this morning I'm outside. We have these big trees in the woods, and I hear this commotion going on. I look over, and I see the squirrels, and I figured, well, I mean, it's like really high in the trees about, oh, oh these houses are about 40 feet up. And I'm like, that's not a squirrel. Their squirrels are squawking like crazy. It's a groundhog. And I'm like, groundhogs, can they go up in a tree? Yes. Yes, they can climb trees. And I'm like, he must have been trying to get away from a cat or a fox, maybe. I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. I mean, I didn't get to look down because I was just so blown away by, like, now that's dead. Squirrels don't come that big. I see them up close for years, decades and decades. But, like... So I thought that was really unusual. It's, it's, it's very unusual. It really is. You, you just don't see it every day as compared to the, certainly the activity of squirrels. But the groundhog, yes, will climb a tree. Oh, uh, would, would, would a fox eat a groundhog? Uh, I, don't, I would say yes. I would say yes. They're hungry. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I, I don't think a ground, would a groundhog be scared of a cat. I mean, we have feral cats out, cats out here all the time, you know. So somebody in the neighborhood feeding them, and they're eating birds. I yeah. try to. They see me come out, and I just put my arm up to look like I'm throwing something, and they run. I'm not throwing anything, but. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's you know, it's a problem. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Well, you you can't. Well, I feed the birds so on my deck and in my feeders, but I'm up not near anybody else, so. I guess somebody could complain about that. I mean, there's always somebody complaining about something. So. <laughs> yeah, that, Amen. That, Amen. Life. So, I should I hope that you get snow because they're saying our area should get snow. Snow on Monday. Apparently, a chance for about an inch or so, maybe. Oh no. Underlined maybe. <laughs> well, my butterfly, my potted butterfly bushes still have all their new leaves, and actually, when it got warm the other day, the leaves grew a little bit more. It seemed like. So I'm thinking I'm going to have maybe early wow. butterfly bushes. We'll have, to, have to wait and see, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, you have a good day, Jack. You too, Audrey. Good to okay. talk with you. Same here. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, the backyard. Uh, early spring? Well, I'll let you make your own decision. Marilyn, how are you this morning? I'm fine. How are you? Very good, thank you. Good to have you aboard. 
Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. And you might have, someone might have already asked this. Is it time to clean the bluebird houses? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. I thought so. I see them fluttering around there. And I was on a walk this morning, and my Merlin app said a green-winged teal. I heard. Oh, now that's a, a, a duck. Oh, it's a duck. Oh, awesome. Uh, so but that's not a mallard, is it? No, no, no. It's a teal. It's a green-winged teal. Uh, were you near water? Yeah, we have a pond, and oh. the mallards are here, and the two Canadian geese are making a nest already on the peninsula. Yes, yes. Um, all righty. Well, thank you very much, Jack. You have a lovely day. Well, I certainly will, and thanks for the good report. <laughs> thank you. All righty. You Take have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. This is The Backyard. Good reports today. I mean, you know, I appreciate that. 610-374-8800. Out of the area, toll-free, 888-401-0459. And uh, let's see here. Let's say, let, let's say good morning to our friend, Theanna. Theanna, how are you? Good morning. Hello? Good, good morning to you, my dear. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Um, I wanted to tell you that the femur is still broken, but it's finally beginning to heal. The surgeon thinks that by July it should be healed. Bravo. Good. It'll be over a year, but I'm getting there finally. I'm glad. Okay, now I have a a holly bush in the front yard, and in January it was laden with red berries, really red. And I kept looking out, and no birds came around. And the other week I looked out, no berries anymore. They're all gone. Now, how do birds know? Do they have a <laughs> sense of smell? Well, I don't know if that's it or, or, or just basic timing, knowing when the, the, the berries are ripe and ready to eat. They um, look ripe to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I, I think that's probably more the case because you're absolutely right. They'll come and, and clean the bush or the tree of, of berries. They certainly did in one day. <laughs> Everything was gone. Well, so so have you seen any other birds or, uh, at your feeders? Well, I have a I have a northern flicker who comes around. Good. And I have some downies and a lot of chickadees. Do they stay around long? Oh, they're here all year. Oh, are they? Yes. Yeah, I have a lot of those, and I have, of course, the house sparrows. Or the hot, no, what are they called? The the red. With a red head? House finches. House finches, I'm yes, sorry. Yeah. House finches. So that's about it. I have a lot of sparrows. <laughs> Don't we all? And the squirrels. I have two squirrels who come, and I've tried to do everything. I bought the feeders from Wild Birds Unlimited that shut when the squirrel hangs on. Mm-hmm. Well, one squirrel uh, really figured that out. <clears throat> the one feeder is near the railing. The, the squirrel sits on the railing leans over with his nose yes. and gets the feed so he doesn't have to touch the feeder at all. <laughs> he outsmarted the feeder. I've seen that with mine. I've seen that with mine as well. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Well, thank you. I love your program, and I do listen every week, although I don't call. Well, it's so good to hear from you, and a happy uh, healing. And I, have a, I hope you have a happy valentine's day with your sweetheart thank you very much i appreciate that thank you jack stay well please you, you too bye-bye 
This is Jack's Backyard, and let's move merrily along. Uh, Is this the line? Yes. Cynthia, good morning. How are you today? Well, I've had my wings clipped, or more accurately, my left leg. I had rather extensive surgery on my left foot recently. Oh, my. So most of my observations have been from a window. But um, I did see the day after surgery, I saw a huge block, and I thought, oh, they're starlings. And I looked again, and it was red-winged blackbirds, Uh males and females, which was unusual because I'm not really near any body of water. But they hung around the bird feeders for a while and then flew off. And I've been seeing lots of cardinals, um, males and females, and Two males just can't seem to share the <laughs> the bird feeders, and I have many more than one. Um, they ignore the bird feeders and um, try to chase each other off. But if angels appear when cardinals are near, I do have a lot of angels around helping me heal. So. Oh, that's great. That's great. They, indeed, they oh, are. Good. They are angels, and they do help the healing process. Yes, they do. So does being outside, and I never realized it as much. For about 10 days, or more like two weeks, I did not even set foot outside the door. And I think that's a first. And I just, I realized when I finally was able to get even out in the backyard on the patio, how important it is to be out in nature. Mm -hmm. And then we went to Longwood Gardens, and uh, my my daughter and my husband got a lot of exercise pushing me around in a wheelchair. But it was just so wonderful the other day. The weather was warmer, and so many birds, the goldfinches and red redhead or red-bellied woodpeckers, and um, cardinals and chickadees and all kinds of birds I was listening to. And it's just so wonderful to be outside. Oh, you said it all very well. And I I know that has to help the healing process. It it does. It really does. So even if I can't do much, I sound like Peg Leg the Pirate, but (laughs) I managed to get outside and fill bird feeders. And before I could get outside, I... My poor husband kept, uh, he would feed the chickens, and then I'd say, now don't forget the bird feeders, <laughs> because uh, that would draw them in, and then I could see them. Yeah. But uh, it, it is. It's just so healing to uh, to be out in nature. Well, may it continue for you, my dear, and, uh, and uh, happy healing. Oh, thank you, and happy happy Valentine's Day. And, and go get some Chinese food today. It's Lunar New Year. Okay. We'll try to put all of those things together. Thank you, Cynthia. Stay well. Yes, well, you too. Okay, Bye. bye-bye. This is The Backyard. I'm glad you're along with us today. You make the show go. You know that, don't you? Hmm? The Voice, 830 WEEU Weather.
Here is the exclusive three-day AccuWeather forecast. Cloudy and warm today. An afternoon shower in spots are high today at 60. Evening shower in the area tonight, otherwise partly cloudy, low 44. Sun and clouds, a mild day tomorrow, the high 51. Cloudy with some rain on Monday. Snow by nightfall, up to an inch, the high Monday, 52. This is Steve Williams reporting for News Talk 830 WEEU. We return to Jack's Backyard. Here's your host, Jack Holcomb. That would be me, and this would be Donna, who is up next. Donna, good morning. Good morning, Jack. First-time caller. Welcome. Good to have your company. I have a question. This is funny, but about three days ago, a dove flew into my patio door, and it was laying on the deck, and it appeared to be dead. So I assumed I put it back in my under my Leland bushes because I didn't know if it woke up, but it's no trace of it anymore, no feathers, nothing. But yesterday appeared on the door a dove, a white a shadow of a dove with one wing up, one wing down, the body and the head. And I can see, like, where the eyes are. And it's still there. It wasn't there initially. Did anybody have that experience What of the impact of the bird on the window? Oh, yes. This is constant. I mean, windows really are a big enemy of the birds. No question about that. But, I mean, there's an imprint. I can see where the bird hit my window now. The imprint, it's white. And I can see, like, where the eyes are and where the wings were positioned. Like, it's white. It looks like an angel of a bird on my window. I've had a similar experience uh, because of the the hawks. When the hawk comes near, the birds scatter, and sometimes they fly into the window, especially our door. And uh, that that uh, the, it's a glass screen door, or summer door, whatever, and uh, the imprint is there, and it, it, it's uh, as you described so very well. It's quite evident. Yes, I just thought that was really strange. It wasn't there initially, but now it showed up. So, so did the do you think that did the dove leave that was under the the bushes? It's not there, and there's no feathers. Okay. I don't know if it woke up, if it was knocked out, it, or it, someone carried it away. We have a lot of skunks and cats and, yeah. you know, animals. There's a lot of birds that come to my deck for my feeder, and we do have hawks that hang there and watch for them. So it's possible it flew into the door because of the hawks, but I just don't, it's, I'm looking at it right now, and it looks I can see what it, the dove looked like when yeah. it hit the window. Yeah, sometimes sometimes uh, they're just stunned when they hit the window, right? And it takes uh, it takes a little while for them to you know, get, get their directions back at the get reoriented, as it were. Okay, I was just wondering about the imprint. Why is that there now? You know, on my window, and I didn't notice it before. Well, it's, it's, I, I would leave it there for a while just to refresh your memory and just to look at it and be amazed. Yeah, it's beautiful, actually, yeah, yeah. you know. All right, dear, that's all I wanted to Glad know. you called. Thank you so yeah. much, and you call again. All right, thank you, Jack. Bye, Donna. This is The Backyard. Do I? Yes, I will. Okay, I have uh, time to say good morning. How are you, James? I'm pretty good. How are you, Jack? Good, thank you. What's up? Well, I, I got a question about Phoebe's. I have a high deck, 
And what I did is I put little ledges underneath the deck for the Phoebes to nest. Mm-hmm. Now, they've been nesting there for I don't know how long. Should should I? Will they keep reusing that nest or should I tear it down so they can build a new one? Well, they both. I mean, they, they will come. If they have a successful nesting area, a successful nesting site, uh, they will come back, most likely. It's hard to say unless they're banded and, you know, you can keep track of them. But uh, well, they've been here for years. They uh, yeah. really enjoy them. But I didn't know whether I should tear the nest down so they could rebuild another one. You know, it, does it get buggy? or? Well, often, often they will add to that nest. Okay, then I'll just let it alone. Yeah, or the, or they will they will also build again if they like that uh, that secure place. Yeah, I just didn't know whether I should tear it down for them to rebuild that it would be cleaner for them or. It that, that's yeah that them. basically that's up to you. Uh, uh, I I've had an experience with a Phoebe's nest when I worked the gate at Hawk Mountain. Uh, that nest remained there uh, as long as I can remember, and the Phoebes came back every year. Then I'll let them. I'll let them alone. Yeah, because they'll add. That. A, My guess a, is they'll add to it. Okay, we had an episode with the Cooper. Uh, <laughs> my birds on the feeder skirt. I mean, they just scattered some of them yeah. up against the the sliding glass door, and we. I looked out, and here he's sitting in the branch up over my creek. Now, I, I had a beautiful bird. Oh, yes. And I, and I would never, never hurt one. But he's above the creek, and there's a pool down there, pool of water. So I went, this, I, don't, I didn't hurt it, but I went, and got, I went and got my 22, and I shot right in that pool of water. And when you hit that pool of water, it makes a big plop. <laughs> And back up the valley he went, and I haven't seen him since. <laughs> yeah, just anything to frighten him. I'm glad you didn't shoot in his direction. No, I, w- I would <laughs> okay. never hurt something like that. Okay. They're, they're too beautiful, and let's face it, they got to eat, too. That's right. But, you know, That's they don't right. have to eat the ones we're feeding. There's plenty of <laughs> other ones out there. <laughs> That's good. Good to talk to you, young man. You stay well. Are you there? Oh, okay, I guess so. Okay. Yeah, we're out of time. So the folks that called, uh, I don't have time for another caller today on the program. So those that didn't get through today, please try uh, Please try next week. Would you do that? Uh, we're on the air, of course, from 8 until 10 right here in the backyard. Busy show today. Thank you. Thanks for all the great calls. Thank you for your emails and the snail mail as well. And uh, I wish you all certainly a wonderful Valentine's Day, okay? And happy Chinese New Year, too. Thought for the day comes from Kathleen Mansfield, who said, No bird sits on a large tree more proudly than a pigeon. It looks as though it was placed there by the Lord. I'll let you uh, think about that. And I hope you have another good week. And please share all of those great nature adventures with us right here in the backyard. I really appreciate it. And remember, we always learn, no doubt about it. Well, that's our... (laughs) It took a while. That's our clue to get out of here. We have to make way for the very latest news next from ABC. Right here on WEEU, Berks County, 
and beyond. That's us, and I'm glad you joined us today. We have news ABC has mentioned, then it's on to Classic Rock right here on WEEU, the voice of Burks and beyond. You get out and see what nature has for you. Would you do that as a favor for me? And please start it with a bluebird day today. For producer Linda, yours truly, Jack Holcomb, thanking you for being with us in the backyard. The Voice of Burks and Beyond, 830 WEEU Ready. From ABC News, I'm Dave Packer. Team Biden on the defense after a special counsel report on the president's handling of classified documents raised concerns about his age and mental acuity. ABC News senior White House correspondent Selena Way. Now the Biden campaign, they are brushing off this report. One campaign official telling me that they believe voter views of the president's age are already baked in. And while there may be some concerns about the president's age, they believe voters care more about the issues that President Biden is running on, like defending democracy and abortion rights. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu ordering the military to prepare to evacuate civilians from the southern Gaza city of Rafah ahead of an expected invasion. There has been harsh international criticism. United Nations Chief Spokesperson Stefan Dujarek. What is clear is that people need to be protected, but we also do not want to see any forced displacement, forced mass displacement of people, which is by definition against their will. Pre-war, about 280,000 people lived in the city. Now there are roughly 1.4 million people there. Most have fled the fighting in the north. A desperate search in Tennessee for 42-year-old Kenneth Dehart Jr., Accused of killing one police officer and wounding another. Thursday night, authorities say 